Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk to you. Recorded live. Hi, welcome to Hardcore, and tonight, uh, after just a smattering of technical difficulties, we're going to talk <laughs> a whole lot of... That's giggling. <laughs> yeah, that's why Ted is giggling. Like, what do you mean, you hang up? Um, I was, first, I want to say hi to Tej, who I could not do this show without. Hi, Tej. Hello. Hello to you, Holly. I'm we good. Are, we have the worst technical difficulties problem. <laughs> It was like, well, it was just I hit the button like I always do, and all of a sudden a strange <laughs> and then, message popped and then up. We're both, what we do is we both keep quiet until the, you know, welcome to talk show thing starts, and I'm like, quiet. And I'm like, should I speak? <laughs> like, should we say something? And then I'm like, what happened? <laughs> okay, that was, that was you have to be. You had to be on this. And yes, it was very yes. fitting considering yes, very the fitting action comics. Yes, yeah. very fitting that we had a bizarre moment. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, Tej, you wanted to start out with Injustice Year 3. Oh, okay. Let me start off with this because it's going to be very quick. Um, okay. So, Injustice Year 3 came to an end this week. Um, if you don't know, it's it's counting down the years till the game starts. So it's five years before the starting of the game. Um, and so Injustice Year 3 is the year of magic. And so basically what happens is Shazam and Dr. Fate manage to get rid of um, Mixie, send him back to the first dimension, and Trigon, if you don't know, who is Raven's father. He's the devil, basically. Um and so that happens, and then you know, uh, Batman's in Batman's insurgency, which is you know the rebellion who's trying to get against uh, Superman's regime, is uh, you know taken to safety and everything. And then we have a moment where it's um, reminiscent of if you read um, the issue where they Tom Tom Taylor's last two issues where Clark is up in space and he's thinking. So it's very um, reminiscent of what he and Lara did in their dream. And then we have Wonder Woman floating up to meet him. And I think that Wonder Woman has come to the realization that she's not going to be that person for him. She's not going to replace Lois. She cannot replace Lois. And right. and so she, you know, she tells him and he has told her what his dream is before this, right? Mm-hmm. So she tells him, you know, it's okay to dream. Don't give up on your dream. And his dream is basically being reunited with his family, who is Lois and, you know, his unborn child. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so they take each other's hands, right? But there is like this mountainous gap between them, right? There's the earth between them, you can basically say in this page. And right. he says, and he says, thank you, Diana. You're a good friend, right? Now, if you don't know anything about signals and signs, let me give you a hint. If someone is still madly in love with their one true love, <coughs> Lois Lane, and if he tells you you're a good friend, mm-hmm. that means you've been friend-zoned. And so a lot of people on the Internet, you know, who support this thing, um, were all a relationship. about... Relationship. This, uh, it's not a relationship. I this know that, thing, This thing between Superman and Wonder Woman um, were all like, oh, they're building the blocks towards their relationship. And I just want to nip it in the bud because clearly these people have not played the game, which I have. Um, I own a copy of the game. Right. I've played it several times. Don't play it on difficult. It's very difficult. Um, and... Superman in Injustice at the end of the game is still shown to be in love with Lois Lane. Right? right. There's two there's two endings to the game because there's two different modes in which you play the game. The one right. is our Superman from our Earth defeats bad Superman. So good Superman defeats bad Superman. And he cannot kill him. Right? Right. And so they basically put him in a red solar prison. Right? Mm-hmm. So red solar energy negates his powers. But somehow, at the end of it, he's shown that he still has his powers, right? And his goal was that he has, he has taken over this earth, right? He has Superman's regime. Right. And what he wants to do, that Superman, is go into the parallel world to bring back Lois from there into his world, because he wants Lois in his perfect world. Right. So I think that if they make an injustice too, that's where the story is going to be. He's going to be escaping from prison, trying to go into the parallel world, and bringing Lois back in to his mm-hmm. world. Right. So that's his whole goal, people. He is looking for Lois. Right? He is looking for a parallel world where Lois exists, And in this parallel world, which is called Our Earth, um, Superman and Lois Lane are a thing. So good Superman and Lois Lane are a thing. Okay? They're like married. And in the ultimate ending, there's another game mode where you play, um, basically it's just, you know, if you've got to fight all these different levels. And once you get to the end, you have to face off bad Superman. Mm -hmm. And bad Superman is taken into the Phantom Zone. And when he's taken into the Phantom Zone, right, and they do the right. whole, um, you know, the triangle floating in space thing from the Richard Donner movies. Oh, the album cover um, spinning yes, thing. The album cover spinning thing, right? And yeah. so when they do that, before they do that, he has flashbacks of memories, and his memories include, and they have there a tombstone with a woman's face, and it says Lois Lane. Okay, mm-hmm. so Injustice of Man is all about low things. There's right. no format. Right. Just wanted, well, I just wanted to make that clear to everybody. If, if these people who support this thing um, had any comic history, 
then he says the exact same line to Wonder Woman. Uh, I think it's seven six action seven sixty one. Exactly the thousand year is, war. Yeah, when he explains to her that even though he can't remember Lois's face or how she smells or whatever, you know, he just can't do the dirty with Wonder Woman, even mm-hmm. though they've been fighting together for over a thousand years. And, you know, he says the exact same thing to her. She says, I understand. He says, well, you're a good friend. Mm-hmm. Right. And, I mean, that's the thing is that these people choose to see things differently. I mean, it's, you know, talk about reading between the panels. They make stuff up. Like, I'm like, really? Did, did I miss a page? You know, did I miss a book? Leave it out of my version? What is it? And, you know, because it's like when they say stuff like, um, you know, oh, you know, she had no choice in doomed, you know, in the annual, she had no choice but to bring her sword to his neck. And I'm like, oh, uh, did you not, did you not, you, you know when, when he's doomified and he's attacking Yeah, Venus, I know that. Yeah, I know. Right? But why did they say, she say that? Had, because she had no choice. I don't know why. Right? It, she had no choice. Her only alternative was because she promised him in the previous issue that she would kill him if he was turned into a monster. She had to keep to her promise. And I'm like, but did you not hear Batman saying everything is yeah. going to be okay? That's the right? point. Batman was already telling her everything was okay. She was still going to kill it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't want to dwell too much on these people because clearly, you know, um, they are, I don't know, it's, it's like they're on a parallel universe, you know, like, are we reading the same book? And when you, you have to understand that they are not reading the book, they are not, um, or if they do read the book, and I put this in inverted commas because it's very light a statement, um, they don't understand the words behind it. They don't understand what is really happening. And they just want to see this pairing together because right. they cannot fathom the idea of Superman and Lois Lane together. Which is absurd since they've been together pretty much over 75 years. Exactly. And I'm like, you know, this has been working for 75 years. Give or take a few years from, you know, the Silver Age, where you know they um, there's a funny story about the Silver Age. Why it was so kooky was because people would draw covers and hand it to the writers and say, "Okay, now you make the story up from this cover." So that's why it had no flow, no story, mm-hmm. no logic, because people would just draw covers what they would think would look good, and they would say, "Make a story from this cover." And so, you know, give or take a few years from there, uh, you know, Superman and Lois Lane have always worked. You know, the reason why they're on screen, why they're on television, is because people know what's going to make money, what's going to be successful. Mm-hmm. And DC, unfortunately, have the liberty, I think, of doing whatever they want in the comics. Right. 
you know, to to an certain extent. Like, I don't know, they pretty much blew Superman's mythology out of hell. And exactly, and and it doesn't look like they're going to change much in June. Uh, you know, I was looking. I at don't know. Solicit- That's still debatable. It, I I looked at the solicit again, and mm-hmm. you know, without without the mountain of rage of where's Superman's hair gone? You know, I'm like, where yeah. have Let's put the because, MMA fighter haircut. Okay, listen. The one thing I love about all Superman throughout the ages is that they had terrific hair. I okay. know. In fact, he made a comment about that on Smallville when Jimmy talked about Clark's terrific hair. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, you look at Henry Cavill, you look at Dean King, you look at anybody, they had such good hair. And that's what... And for me, it's, a, it's an identity of Superman. Yeah. It's how, it he change, it's how he changes who he is. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Why would you go and mow it all up? It looked like somebody took, you know, a hacksaw. And I went, and I'm like, ooh, ooh. So, um, you know, if it's, not, if it's not the horrible beard, which, you know, thank God. just got rid of, just yeah. got rid of, and now they give us the stupid hair. Yeah. Um, okay, before we move on to June solicit. Um, let me ask you this. What, do you remember what issue Superman told Wonder Woman his dream? In Injustice. Yeah. Um, it would have been 17 and... Okay, uh, Okay, I'm confused now. Which, it was the one after... Um, it was the, the second one after Tom Taylor left. So whatever number that is. Okay. Yeah, but she had just woken up. She her dream was basically two pages, and right. it's her, you know, doing the 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 the, the you know the, the right. escort did he, thing. Did he <laughs> so actually she say, "I wanted to be with Lois and my baby"? Yes, he said. Okay. My my family, Lois, was still alive. We had a child. We had a family. We had a life. Those were his words. I will not forget that, and. She was like, well, this is your reality, basically her, mm. versus the dream. And then she fi- uh, flies away because she's okay. mad because he was dreaming about Lois. Too bad, so sad. Um, okay, so good. Um, let's move on to June Solicit. <laughs> so good, so good. <laughs> okay, uh, first of all, let's set this up a little bit. We're going to have Convergence in April and May. Also in May for Free Comic Book Week, uh, Free Comic Book Day. We're Free Comic get, Book Day, yeah, I wish it was a week. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure they do, too. Uh, we're going to get Divergence, what they're calling Divergence, instead of, you know, Convergence, Divergence, whatever. Um, and it's going to uh, contain an eight-page Batman story, an eight-page Superman story, and an eight-page Justice League story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Uh, and we also got to see some covers um, and uh, from June. What was your take on some of the covers? Um, well, we got the covers, that's the normal covers, and then we got the variant for the month because, you know, DC Comics have to have a variant cover. Yeah, like they um, have a month without a variant cover. Yeah, goodness knows what their sales would be without a variant cover. I know. Um, and... I liked some of the um, 
normal covers. And the variant of the month, the, the flavor of the month, as I call it, is Joker, because oh, yeah. they forgot to do, because they forgot to do a Joker 75th anniversary cover. He hasn't had it yet. That's the thing. They they forgot the date. They they got the dates mixed up. They they celebrated Joker's 75th anniversary already, because they released uh you know the hardcover, yeah the, the yeah. hardcover book. But it wasn't his and 75th anniversary. No, it was Catwoman, yes. No, no, um, because no, 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 sorry. But Joker and Catwoman were introduced in the very same book, Batman number one. Were they? Were they? In okay. 1940. Right. My bad, my bad. Yeah. But and they decided to celebrate Joker's 75th when it wasn't, it was the 74th, yeah. but they, they didn't celebrated... celebrate Catwoman's. Right, they celebrated Joker's 75th in... Uh, conjunction with Batman so and then right. fans, when fans at cons and things like that told them, well, you know, Joker only appeared in 1940, mm-hmm. they were shocked because they didn't know this. So they didn't do their research. They thought Joker appeared um, a couple of issues after Batman in the same excuse, year. Excuse me, but how hard is it for them to look up Wikipedia? Uh, you know, that would be like stretching it. Okay, Dan Didier then no Lois's middle name was Joanne. And for me, that was like a shocker. Um, yeah, I was with me too. Are, are you kidding me? I was like, just intent. And then, and then I told, and then when I tweeted him the story behind it, he was mm-hmm. like, oh, so she's named after, you know, the creator's wife. I'm like, yes, Dan, yes. Yes. And then you know, That's why I, I sent, pissed off at you guys. And then I sent him the link, you know, to the whole story because it was, um, I think Tasha did uh, write up about it right. on her blog. Right. Um, you know, and she does. She's like fantastic. If you ever read Tasha's blog, she's oh, like, yeah, yeah. She's she's like, where you think there's no point to be made, she will make a point, and she will like cover her story. She's like a lawyer, okay. She leaves no stone unturned. She's like a contract person. Yeah, yeah. And and so she's very good when she does her research, and especially when it comes to Superman, she's like my Wikipedia. So, well, her her uh, what is it? Her nickname is since 1938. Exactly. So I mean, hello, you know. Um, in case you didn't know, 1938 was the first man first appeared. Damn it, you. Action just in number case one. Just in case he doesn't know. June. And so, anyway, um, fans pointed it out to DC Comics right. that it wasn't Joker's 75th anniversary, and then they said, okay, all right, we, we, made, a, we made a boo-boo. So that's why they pulled um, a lot of his stuff that was supposed, like a Joker sale was supposed to come out for digital comics and things. Um and so, so now, because I got the emails, right? You, you get the emails from from uh, Comicsology. Will send you an email ahead of the sale, right, so that right, you know right. that you can prepare and you can buy the digital comics. Mm-hmm. Because they have a marketing and PR team, you know. And um, and so, when the email came through, then they sent a second email to say, "Sorry, the sale being." Being pulled by DC Comics because yada yada yada, 
And well, I, I even I even tweeted them early on when we, when they announced you know before Batman seventy fifth when they were doing all this so we're going to do this and that and they said Joker seventy fifth and I wrote I said Joker wasn't created till Batman number one you better be checking your dates buddies they still didn't pull it of course they don't pay pay attention to me but I mean a cool. lot of us. A few of us caught of it early, early, early on, and they still didn't do anything about right, it. Right, right. And the only time they acknowledged it was when a fan stood up at a con and said, you got your dates mixed up, you know, Joker is, appears one year later sort of thing. And so they were like, oh, okay. I, I, I can't remember who did the – it wasn't one of the, the, the comic sites that did one, it was like a blogger that did the, the you know, the transcript of what happened right. at the time. So I don't know if I'll be able to find it, but it was funny. Um, it's, it's unreal. And now, okay, so uh, let's, let's give a little more Batman history. This is, I do know this stuff. Bill Finger, who never got any credit for Batman, right. uh, created the Joker, and he also created Catwoman. Mm-hmm. They were in the same issue of Batman, number one. Okay. Catwoman didn't get a 75th anniversary, did she? No. She's not getting anything for her 75th anniversary. Because she's female. Right. Exactly. Because if I'll tell you the people that are, that are celebrating the 75th anniversary and are getting uh, something... Okay, even if it's small, like a digital sale or something, they are getting something to commemorate the 75th anniversary. Um, okay, Flash, right? right. Everybody knows. Yeah. But, you know, they refuse to acknowledge that it's Jay Garrick and they, they bring out his daddy. God yeah, knows why. and Jay Garrick's the one that's. Jay been Garrick is the original years. Flash, exactly. Yes. So, okay, and then we have Hawkman. Okay, he appeared, He's not, he hasn't changed, right? So Hawkman's getting a 75th anniversary. We then have, this is also disputable, Robin's actually, 75th anniversary. Actually, actually, Hawkman has changed, but he's well, basically but, yeah, Hawkman. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Stop right. getting technical on me. I'm sorry. My son would say so. <laughs> I mean, I hear, my son, Mom, I hear my son's voice in the back of my head. Mom, you know? Okay. <laughs> okay. Hawkman does change, but... What they right. mean is the original Hawkman is being celebrated, right? Exactly. And so um, this is also disputable, but this is the hashtag they have going for it, Robin 71st. Okay, now it's not Robin, it's Dick Grayson's yeah. 71st anniversary. Yeah. Because I've, you know, I've seen some of the comics that are going to be coming out for the Robin sale, and it's Tim Drake. And Tim right. Drake wasn't created up until like the 90s or early 80s, whatever it is. Right. Right. It's, it's after, after Jason died. Exactly. And Jason dies after the killing joke. And the killing joke was towards the end of the 80s. So Tim Drake yeah. only appears in the 1990s. Mm-hmm. And so you can't call Tim Drake 75 years old because, yeah. and you know, they try to explain, oh, well, it's the mantle of Robin. And I'm like, yes, but who's the original Robin? Yeah. That's what you have to look at. Person, yeah. who, who is the person that made Robin popular? And it's Dick Grayson. Yeah. I mean, if you ask people today who is Robin, 
they will say it's that circus child, right? It's the circus boy. Right. They'll say Dick Grayson too, because okay, and Dick was Robin longer than anybody, and he was right. the first, and he was the one that people okay, you say okay, so who was Robin? And they'll say Dick Grayson, and they'll say say well, what was that? And they'll say well, he was Batman's ward, he was Bruce Wayne's ward, um, and he you know his parents were. Killed. They were trapeze artists, and you know Bruce related to him because of that. So he adopted him, and then raised him, you know, to be a crime fighter, and his son, and uh, you know all this. And he was how long was he Robin? I mean, he came out as Robin, like what 1940s, and they didn't even start the. You know, everybody else started to get after Dick Grayson. Everybody else started getting a sidekick. And then, except Superman, unless you want to count Jimmy Olsen. Um, but Jimmy didn't do all that much. Uh, and then it wasn't until the 1949, I believe, that they created Superboy so they could get the younger kids interested in the super group, you know. So, and that's when Lana Lang got created, too. Whatever. Oops, I lost her. I lost her and I was babbling on and on. Here we go. Okay, so hello. It's gonna right. be one of those. It's gonna be one of those nights. Those technical oh, goody, difficulties, maybe. difficulties. Um. Okay. So yeah, I mean, they should say you know, Dick Great. Dick Grayson should be everywhere. Exactly. Because it should be all about Dick. It should be all about Dick. That should yeah. be the hashtag. All about Dick. <laughs> all about Dick. We, we ought to start that hashtag just for fun. Just for fun. I'm sure we can get it trending because there's a ton oh, of Dick sure. Grayson fans out there. Well, not to um, mention there's people that just like the hashtag. It's all about Dick. When in the yeah, end, true. it's always about Dick. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care if, like, like porn enters out. As long as we get it trending, yeah, that would be cool. Okay, that would be awesome. Um, And Dick's ass. Okay. No. And yes. It should. They should release a poster, or or even they should <laughs> yeah, release a seven. Show that that one that that um uh, was it um Nicole uh what's her name Nicola Scott yes yeah that Nicola one. did just put that out just the bun part and just put it's all about Dick and yes <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make that and I'm gonna tweet it and I I know a Dick Grayson uh, role player that has a lot of followers and yeah. I'm gonna get this to to circulate. <laughs> There you go. We've created something. That's awesome. We, you are, you watch tonight. I'm going to probably post that if I'm not too sleepy. You go, girl. Uh, and, um, yeah. and, but the thing is, like, you know, what, what we're saying is that they don't acknowledge the characters that have made this brand popular. Right. They don't acknowledge Lois Lane. Right? We right. have to fight for Lois Lane. And then they yeah, caved. Yeah, we did. And then they caved. Yeah, you know. they caved. That's a quote. They caved and gave us Lois Lane's 75th anniversary book. Right, and they gave us rubbish books in there, too. You know, some of them. Yeah, are, pretty much. It was like, a, it was like half the book is Silver Age. I'm like, ooh, I read one more book about Lois Lane getting fat and was thinking, oh, Superman's going to like me because I'm fat. It's like, oh, did they really sell this stuff? Anyway, but right. 
I did enjoy I did enjoy the the, the curious uh, I'm curious I'm black book yeah, because that was good. That gets a lot of recognition actually. Yeah. yeah. I was watching a show the other day. Uh you asked me where it's from. I don't know if you got the tweet. It's it's the BBC documentary on comics. Um and it's called Superheroes a Never Ending Battle. I think that's on Netflix too. I, I don't know. If it's an, I don't know which episode it, it was because is it my, three parts? Oh no! I think. It's like no. It's 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 like an a series. Okay. Like, um, I'll check. I'll try and check and see if I still have the episode to okay. get the stuff and things. Um, okay. but anyway, yeah, they were talking about you know in the nineteen sixties when racial issues were brought up. Um, people from DC. Right, needed to respond to Marvel because in Marvel, what they were doing, um, what Stan Lee was doing, was mm-hmm. he was integrating a lot of, you know, uh, not not prominent black characters, but like in Peter Parker's school, right. he would be sitting, he would be sitting next to a black guy, and he would be talking to him as if he's a normal person because he is, right. and and the thing is, you know. DC needed to respond to that. And what I found, uh, what the show revealed, and, you know, this is very telling, and it makes me, like, I'm I'm curious, I'm black, even a little bit better. I don't care what other people say. To me, I can see what they were trying to do. And, you know, what they, what they said was that DC decided, which is a popular book, right, that they can release, a story about racial equality and how they treat people because you're a different color, you know, they treat you a different way, and how at the end of the day, um, if you haven't read the book, Lois Lane turns black, um, and she gives a black person a blood transfusion, um, and then, you know, she reverts back to being Lois Lane and stuff, and she says, at the end of the day, we're the same. Inside, where it matters, we're the same. Right. And so what they needed to do was they needed to find a popular, listen to this, this is like a quote, right? They needed to find a popular book that could reach mass amounts of people. And they needed to find a character that could deliver a story. They needed to find a character that had prominence. They wanted to do it in Superman, right? But then the editor of Superman at the time said, no, do it in Lois Lane because she is more popular. She will get the story across to more people. Fair enough, it gets its slack, right? But, hello? Sorry, I'm eating. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't want to you munchy crunchy. You're all right. I, Go ahead. And, uh, and then, you know, even though it gets its slack because it isn't the best story, right? But it is an attempt. It's better than what DC is doing now, right? And so, um, yeah, you know, I was I was shocked when when they they quoted this. They said they needed to find a popular book that could deliver it to the masses. That could, and they needed to find a character that could deliver the story. And it was Lois Lane. So, gee, golly, gosh, Lois Lane is popular. Who knew? She was very popular because she still is. She still yeah, is I mean, very well, popular. Yeah, she is still very popular. The problem with DC right now is 
you know, there just comes a realization, supposedly, that women like comic books. Okay, I started reading Lois Lane when I was nine. So that would have been in the early 60s. And because action confused the hell out of me. Okay, sometimes <laughs> Superman was on it, on the cover, and sometimes he wasn't. So I wasn't sure if that was a Superman comic or not. Because, And I knew if it had a ball-headed guy with rocks, that it was going to be boring. Okay, so that means Brainiac or Lex Luthor. And, uh, but I, uh, but I would get, if I couldn't get Lois, a new Lois Lane, I would get Superman. And, um, if Lois was in it. Lois was a very, very popular book. Um, Mm -hmm. I know she outsold Batman at one one point. Um, At one point, at one point when they had, um, Superman action, Superman's girlfriend Lois Lane and Superman's family, I think it was. Um, they outsold all the death books, hands right. down. I mean, there were stats, and I had to go and look and see if this was real, like real numbers, like 500 million lowest name books were sold in a month, not a year, a month. Not 500 million, excuse me, 500,000. <laughs> making lowest name Yeah, books but you got to remember... That that was the days of newsstands and spiral racks. Right. Spiral racks were everywhere. And newsstands were prevalent. I mean, people could have their children. They'd pick up a newspaper or a magazine, and then the kid could pick up a comic. Mm -hmm. Male or female. Well, it wasn't, well, we're only trying to get, you know, it's none of that crap. So... You know, and and that's how I got my comics was a spiral rack, and, I, and it was in a newsstand somewhere. The next door was a bakery, and I always oh, remember no. this. I always remember yeah. this because I could either get a Lois Lane comic for twelve cents, or I could go next door and get a Ladyfinger for twelve cents. So I will never forget that. And if I had a quarter, I could have both. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, similar story for me is that I got all my comics on a spinning rack at the grocery store, the local grocery, the corner shop. You know, there's always a corner shop. And that's where I got my comics. I was shocked to find out that there was such a thing as a comic book store. I was like, do do those people make money? Is that like a job? Well... That all changed when Diamond Publishing became the distributor. That was in the 90s. True. True. And and so then they really had to work the business around Diamond. And I remember my son, let's see, how old is he? He probably started collecting comics when he was about six years old. Um, He liked Marvel. He had to like Marvel because I like, you know, Superman. So... <laughs> um. But when he was, like, a teenager or something, uh, spiral racks were going away. And they started up comic shops. And, oh, it had to be before that. He was probably about 10 or so. Um, And, uh, I mean, we went to some city in Pennsylvania, and he found out there was a comic store there, and he drug his grandfather there. 
And he was jib-jabbing to all the guys in the store. And my dad says, he knows his stuff, this kid. <laughs> um, so, but he would come home and he, you know, on the day he was supposed to pick up his comics, I hate diamond distributing. They're either late or the box is damaged or, you know, whatever. Um, and also during that period of time, uh, Marvel tried to start their own distribution and it failed miserably. And that was when the illustrious Bob Harris was editor-in-chief. Mm. And basically everybody said he pretty much bankrupt Marvel. So, Oh, well, he's doing that to DC now, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, do these people not have a clue? Apparently not, if they don't even know when Joker was created, what Lois Lane's middle name was. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, if you're at a con... I know, I've seen people go up there and talk about you know the most most minutest detail in a you know in a story that I was like where the heck was that? <laughs> but but these are general facts about characters. I mean you know so it's either they don't care or they just think well we're going to do this and you know and then if they somebody calls us out on it well we may or may not do anything about it. I mean my problem with the whole Joker 75th anniversary. One, he wasn't 75 years old. Two, where's Catwoman? She was in the same freaking issue. She's 75 right. years old as well. And, it, you know, so it's it's the dude bro syndrome. Exactly. DC Comics, dude bro comics. Yeah. And so anyway, so, the reason why we got into this, this topic about Joker 75th anniversary Mm. Um, is because they released Joker variant covers for this for June. Um, and some of them are okay. I like the Superman um cover and action comics. That cover um action is by Darwin Cook, and it's basically Superman getting ready to punch Joker, and Joker's like, please don't hit me, and um. <laughs> the, the Superman cover, I'm actually thinking of getting it because it's just so funny. Um, it's the, you know, uh, let's let me let me think of a good word for this. It's the iconic, you know, scene <laughs> of somebody Superman. get get a towel for Dan. Oh, <laughs> oh go tell Dan, you know, uh, yes. The iconic scene um, right. of from Richard Donner's Superman, the movie, right. Superman number one, um, when Superman, after the interview with Lois Lane, um, you know, she asks him, you know, what does it feel like to fly? And he says, well, why don't I show you? And they fly in, in uh, you know, against the moonlight, against the nighttime, the stars, and it. And they sing the song, Can You Read My Mind? Right. Um, and so it's that setting. Joker is in a pink dress, and he's telling Superman, Can you read my mind? And Superman looks at him like, I'm so done. How does Batman put up with you? You know, um, if I drop you, will anybody notice? That sort of face. Superman's got that sort of face. Yeah. And... To me, that is a proper spoof of a cover. Right. Um, because it's taking an iconic scene that 
everybody knows. Because as soon as that, as soon as people saw it, they instantly knew what it was, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't even need to read the bubble. They just need. They just saw Joker in the pink dress, Superman holding Joker's hand, and they knew exactly where it was from. And so that's the that's a spoof, you know, because it's taking an iconic moment and making it funny. Right. And so, and it is. It's it's a it's a ha ha type of funny, you know. It it reminded me of the Joker from the animated series where he was aimed to be funny. Right? He's not he's not Heath Ledger's Joker, which I'm surprised nobody did an homage to because there's right. no Heath Ledger Jokers and considering he won Oscar for that, I'm kinda of disappointed. Um, well I thought and I like the Superman one because at first I was like, really? Because he got Joker in a dress, you know, and he's looking at... And I'm thinking, well, okay, at least Lois Lane is, like, mentioned in a way. Because exactly. Well, and, and you know, it's... um, And Clark is looking at him like, I'm going to drop your butt. <laughs> yes, if there's a second page to the panel, it's, it's Joker falling. It's like Superman's like, whoops, my hand was switchy. And Joker's like, ah! So, yeah, the I liked the action one because it was Darwin Cook, because I like Darwin. And I know mm-hmm. he totally understands Superman. The Fomance one, I'm sitting there going, okay. Um, and the <laughs> other thing that really you know kind of got me is this is the old Superman. This is the guy with the red Audi pants. Right, the red trunks. And the thing is, if you look at most of the variant covers for Superman Wonder Woman, Mm -hmm. people don't know what to do with it. Because artists don't want to put their name on something where they're going to romanticize this. Right. Right? Um, They don't do this, this epic, you know... I mean, even if you look at the Gone with the Wind one, it's not an epic romance that they pick. No. Right? No. I mean, they could have picked, they could have picked, um, you know, I would have thought that they would have picked the Mr. and Mrs. Smith movie because um, Superman and Wonder Woman are compared to Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie a lot. So, um, yeah. But only as Bradgelina, not necessarily the characters in their movies. It, yeah, not the character exactly. So that that's why I thought that you know that would have been the smart move, but people didn't pick that and whatever. It's it's not these epic iconic moments like taking the Superman movie, you know that that flight scene and because if you type in Superman flight, right? There's two pictures that pop up straight away. It's the Superman flight from Man of Steel, where he's smiling. Right people who say he didn't smile at the movie. Um, and then it's the Superman low flame flight. Yeah. So the, if you type in Superman flight, those are the top two, or, you know, it will appear in the top ten results. So, um, you know, it's, it's not, they, do, they don't take an iconic moment. They never take an iconic moment. This, to me, that cover reads as Superman and Wonder Woman from the old world, 
teaming up and stopping the Joker. For some odd reason, they didn't include Batman. Hmm. And so that that's what it reads like to me. And it's like nobody knows what to do with this cover, you know, this variant for this book. And they need to have a variant for this, this, this book because if they don't, it's not going to sell. Right. You know, the, their sales will drop to like 12,000, 10, somewhere there. Um, and so anyway, um, did you like any of the covers? Um, yeah, well, you know, I mean, I mean Joker, really... you know, so... he's not my favorite character in the world. I know no, there was Joker... one that really was, that, that disturbed me. Yes, there was one I saw this morning because by the time, um, they had uploaded all the, uh, covers, you know, onto Newsarama, I had fallen asleep. And so um, this morning I got up and I saw a lot of Batgirl trending on my timeline. And I was like, okay, so what's happening here? And then I saw the Batgirl variant. And it is a black cover with um, the killing joke, Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has he has his arms around Bob's from behind. He has a gun in one arm, and he's drawing a smile across her terrified. She looks absolutely, you know, scared isn't even what she is. She's not even terrified. She is completely and utterly shaking and crying because she is so terrified. And so if you haven't read The Killing Joke, the Killing Joke basically glorifies. I don't know why it's it's deemed as such a a good graphic novel because I read it and I hate it. Um, it was by I'm Alan big, Moore, that's why. Probably because it was by Alan Moore, but it it holds no substantial um, story, you know, moving forward. I mean, you know, the famous words from from you know. The, the people that were behind the book was when they said, well, what are we going to do with Barbara? They said, just kill the bitch. So, you know, it's not a good, it's, it's a, it's a classic case of women in refrigerators. And if you don't know what that means, it means a female character, you know, a powerful female character who is killed, maimed, um, tortured, you know, sexually assaulted or assaulted in any type of way for the um, emotional, um, you know, sort of furtherment of a male storyline. It's to add, as, you know, some people say, manguish to the story, where, you know, you add male anguish. And so, for me, I hate The Killing Joke. Um, I've read it once. I don't need to read it again. Every time I see something that hints towards the killing joke, I cringe. Um, and so for me, you know, and I'm not the only one saying this, you can go up, you can check that go variant, and you can see all the tweets about it. It's basically glorifying sexual assaults. Yeah. And for me, that is, I mean, you can hear my voice, I'm getting kind of choked up about this because, and I'm, you know, I'm getting really angry because I adore Barbara Gordon. As Batgirl, as Oracle, as whatever, I adore the character. 
Right. And and for me, you know, the fact that they were building her up to be a better character, to be a character away from Batman's shadow. Right. And the fact that you you know you, I know it's a it's a Joker story, and you know it's it's but you could have chosen something where if you look at all these covers right mm-hmm. Batman is getting the better of the Joker, Superman is getting the better of Joker, right. um, Harley Quinn is getting the better of Joker. So why couldn't Batgirl have been getting the better of Joker? Why yeah, does she really. have to be the Why does she have to be the scared little girl in the corner? You know, why couldn't she be battering him or, you know, grapple hooking him and saying, "Take that," you know, or or something else. But yeah. the fact is, the fact that they chose that image to me disturbed me in the morning. And I was like, I have to tell Holly that we have to talk about this because it's they take one step forward, you know, they make Batgirl a prominent character, they make her a success. Writers and teams behind this are working so hard, so hard for this. And I mean, if you check the, uh, you know, Cameron and you check Brandon uh, Fletch, the whole team behind Batgirl. They are trying so hard to make this a success and to give girls a, a, a hero to look up to that is in their same age group. You know, she can be fashionable, but she can still kick your butt. And, you know, they're, they're, they're embracing the full power of being a female. And then they have no control over the variant covers. I just need to make that perfectly clear. Who that the um, writers of the no, story. They no, don't, that's they don't, by, they don't yeah. see their they don't see variant covers. Variant covers, and this is confirmed by Dan DeDio. Right. Variant covers they send out to their team of artists. Um, this is the variant of the month. You have uh, free reign to draw something, and the co-publishers, Dan DeVio, Jim Lee, pick the variant covers. And so they get two or three variant covers in for the month. You know, so, so for Batgirl, they would have gotten a different cover. And they would have gotten this. And, you know, they then pick the covers. And they say, this is what's going to be the Joker variant cover. And so the fact that they both, that it went through some process of the, these people and they both picked this cover or whoever picked this cover, you deserve, you deserve to be shot in my eyes. Right. Do the killing joke on them because, you know, enough seen off on, on poor Babs and all the females. Yeah, I... That's not right. I mean, if they're if they're speaking to a new audience, which is at least forty four percent female, then they should have had Batgirl getting getting on top of old Joker for a change. Right. If you look at the Harley Quinn variant cover, that if they did something similar where she's taking a picture and posting it, um, you know, Harley Quinn going into um, 
you know, she's being taken away by the by the Gotham PD. Mm-hmm. And and so that goes taking a picture and she's saying, smile. Now that would have been a better variant because the cover of The Killing Joke has a joker with a camera saying smile. Mm-hmm. So it would have been, you know, a better picture to do something like that than to have and I mean, you you guys, if you're listening to this podcast, go and check it out and scream about it on Twitter because it's horrible. It really, really is horrible. Yeah, it's it's like, dude, bros, strike again. Mm-hmm. They act like petulant little spoiled boys somewhere, and they're you're like people like have to point these things out to them. And they go, well, we didn't know. That's crap. They knew. Oh, yeah, they they know. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that they they act ignorant, like we don't know, I mean, we're on to you people. We're not stupid, okay? And comic book people know their stuff, and we know. So, yeah. That's why they no, want new readers, because they don't want new readers. And new readers will go, oh, okay. But everybody who's been reading a comic book, like, you know, like within the last three to five years, is going to go, excuse me, wait a minute. Yet they want to sell the old stuff, too, but they don't apparently want anybody reading it because then they get called on their crap. Right. Yeah, sorry, dudes. It doesn't work both ways. You're just gonna have to figure something out here. Yeah, you can't have your bread butted on both sides. I don't know what's wrong with Newsarama, but every time I try to pull up every June 2015 new DCU solicitation, including We Are Robin, on <laughs> multiple multiple computers with different operating systems, this thing takes like forever to load, and sometimes it just freezes everything. So. I'm going to take the shortcut to more DC June 2015. That seems to show up better. Um, so, yeah, the Joker variants are out in, what, June? June, yeah. June, okay. Now, also in June is the first month after Convergence. Um, how should I put this? Okay, the Trinity doesn't really exist in the New 52, but there won't be the New 52 anymore. But the Trinity didn't exist. It was basically the Fomance and Batman and his many <laughs> members of his family. It wasn't, you know, we had Batman-Superman comic, which we got to see that relationship. Supposedly the Fomance is the relationship between, yeah, but that, I mean, they're not really a team. They're just like the battling Bickersons, you know. I don't want to understand you and you do as I say. Um, so, and that's Wonder Woman. That's not Clark. Clark's like, okay. okay. Clark is, Clark basically runs through the entire film and series with a big question mark over his head. That's all he does. Yeah. How stupid am I? He does not know what is going on. So we've got new looks for Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Now, Wonder Woman hasn't changed physically all that much. It's her costume. So back to the gold. Oh, gee. Did somebody have to point out that, you know, silver's not superior to gold? Um, she's got pants, but she's got this kind of 
skirty thing that makes a giant V over her magic vajaja. <laughs> uh, and some people were commenting about that, and I was like, okay, so whatever, you know, um, I could care. Um, I, you know, they're very ruiners. The Finches are continuing to ruin Wonder Woman on their own. Thank you very much. But apparently, David Finch designed this new outfit of hers. Oh yes, it's David Finch star, was star on her shoulder. You know, David the, Finch. David Finch was on his Twitter raving about how many sleepless nights he spent designing this outfit. I'm like. Dude, you put everything. She has so much of stuff on her. You, I mean, very busy. It's very busy. Uh, she takes ten hours now to get ready before she can go into battle. Okay. Yeah, there's no more of the zip zam stuff. I mean, she's wearing the majestic collar now. Yes, yes. <laughs> she got thigh high boots, which which have changed yes. color. They now red. They used yeah. to be blue or black. Right. I wonder and if they still have the communication device in them. Oh, well, maybe the, now they're the closer zipper. to his ear. You know, now they're closer to his ear because they're thigh yeah. high. Yeah. And well, she's got stars on her gauntlets. She's got gold gauntlets on, like a Mad Max kind of deal. And, but she's got red stars on them. And, you know, and it's just like, okay, whatever. I, I You know, I, it was just like, okay, I feel sorry for the artists are going to have to draw her. And I have a feeling when Finch leaves or, you know, she's drawn in Justice League, they ain't quite going to do this. They're going to do something similar, but, you know. Yeah, um, because if you look at the Justice League cover, Jason uh, Fredbook is doing that. Yeah. And it's completely different. She's yeah. got silver. She's, she's, it's simple. It's more Greek-inspired. It, it looks a lot like um, Gal Gadot. So, yeah. But, um, not not the new not the new one no 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 the the one in Justice League Wonder Woman right. outfit is like holy moly so um, apparently the new outfit's going to carry over into the Fomance uh, the cover was by Paolo Spicchieri. Um I I don't know what Doug Mankey's going to do with it but anyway uh, the other uh, character to get a change oh check this out. Clark got changed again. Okay, we had the fingerless glove thing, what, last month? Okay, and and the mock turtleneck. We bitched about that last week for like an hour. We had an outfit change, and lo and behold, they give us another outfit change to go and bitch about in June, so. (laughs) DC, you know, uh, okay, I'm going to say this. I think DC's listening. Okay, and um, but I don't. I don't know. Okay, so I think. Knows, I okay. think no, no. I think DC is listening. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think DC is listening to a lot of um, our side of the fence requests. Right. But I think we need to be a bit more specific. <laughs> I think we need to be like. Um, you know, we we say when we tweet because we're restricted to 100 fucking characters. You know, we can't right. tweet them long, long essays. You know, um, and so I think we need to to say we want change, change, um, like going back to pre 52. We we need to be very specific. We need to say, uh, right. 
change. Change is good. Change back, <laughs> you know. Well, <laughs> and, okay. Here's the thing about Superman. Okay, first of all, the hair. It's like an MMA fighter crew cut kind of deal. Okay, Clark was always noted for his hair, how great it was, even if it was long. Okay, everybody calls it a mullet. It was never a mullet, okay, people. Um, It was layered maybe, but it wasn't a mullet. A mullet had that long thing going down the back. Clark never had that. You know Um, what Clark had? Clark had a Rachel haircut, okay? He had many layers. If you're a girl... If you're a girl, Rachel from from like Friends, okay. Oh, okay. If you're a, if you're a girl, you know a lot about hair because um, I know when I grow my hair out, I cut it in a lot of layers. And right. my hair, my hair, okay, in the 1990s looked like Superman. Okay, right. I did not have a mullet. I did not. I had I had a fringe in the front, and a, when you push your fringe to the side. It comes in a layer, okay. And what what layers mean, people, is you have a section of your hair cut a bit shorter than the other section, so that it falls more loosely, right? Right. And I, my my grandmother and my mother were both cosmetologists, stylists, beauticians, whatever you want to call them. Okay. There's a huge difference between layered hair, which was what Clark had when he pulled it in the ponytail and a mullet okay Billy Ray Cyrus in that that comedian Joe whatever his name was movie those are mullets that's where the hair goes down like you know straight down the back and then they got like Mm -hmm. crew cut on the top that's a mullet Clark didn't have a mullet but my point is is that Clark's always had great (laughs) hair and Smallville Clark has fantastic hair yeah Smallville, including a spec curl, until the new 52, of course. Um, uh, Jimmy Olsen on Smallville, when he was, well, okay, James Henry Olsen, uh, (laughs) on Smallville made this huge comment about Clark's perfect hair, you know. It's because of his hair. And we we always had a joke, it's all about the hair, because... You know, Lex was jealous of him because Lex was bald and Clark had great hair. You know, that whole deal. So now what they've done is they've taken, they've shorn him. Okay? It's kind of like Samson being shorn. Really. I mean, and um, it's kind of like they're taking that appeal away from him. And I'm wondering why. Now, the other thing about Smallville, and this may be a little personal, but uh, for Tom Welling, but... When Tom would come with short hair, it kind of made you think that he was miserable. That he was, something wasn't quite right. Uh, but when he had longer hair, he seemed to be happier. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I, we made this comment during Smallville, so it's not like I'm making this up. And um, if you've ever seen Tom's high school pictures, he had hair down to his butt. Okay. It wasn't a mullet. Okay. So, um, and that was, uh, you know, he's only a year older than my son, and that was one of the things the guys did. Okay, now, um, so to me, is Clark happy or not happy? Because he's shorn his hair. That that bothers me. And the other thing is, like, he looks like an MMA fighter right now. I mean, this 
I mean, he's no longer wearing a a costume. He has no cape, which I, I don't know how long they're going to keep him without a cape. I mean, even Morrison gave him a freaking cape back in action number one in the New 52. So apparently he's not going to be using the cape. So it's like all the Kryptonian stuff, gone. Mm-hmm. Of the three, and we'll talk about Batman in a, in a little bit, of the three, Clark is the most human. And he's a Kryptonian. So that may be a clue as to what they're doing with Superman. Plus, they have Yang now who uh, understands about immigrants and you know feeling alien and all that kind of thing. Packs the same way he does too. So, okay, if they're going to do that, I wouldn't mind it. But, um, and I, you know, they're making him really, really muscly. And um, he basically looks like an MMA fighter, you know, one of those. Uh, ultimate fighters, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't hope they don't give him a tat. I would, you know. But anyway, um, <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, so is he looks this way because he's going to be battling all again, but he doesn't look alien. He looks very, very human. So I'm wondering if that's what they're doing. But they could, but it also makes me wonder what's happening with Clark Kent, the journalist. Are they still keeping Clark? Arms like journalists, no, no, we can't. Get, you know, it's all about the brawn, still. It's not about the brain. Clark has brains. That's what one of the cool thing about, and a heart, a huge heart. I mean, Superman had it all. When they say Superman has too many powers, no, no, no. The problem was Superman had it all in that he had powers, physical powers. He used his brains, and he had a huge heart. Now, mm-hmm. not too many characters can say that. And he had a life. Yeah, he had a full life as a dual identity. See, and that's the other thing. With his this look like this, I don't think we're gonna still not going to get the dual identity. We can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless, unless he's like full-on Clark Kent and Superman is. My theory, I have a different theory from yours, is that... Okay. Um, I went back to what they said about after June and what's coming after con- after convergence, and right. they said they're going back to basics, right? right? And so my back to basics when I looked at this was, are they going back to action and addressing all the untapped timelines that Grant Morrison gave them? <laughs> Is is convergence is convergence their opening to you know what something happened the timeline shifted we're not going to have the the you know the the ending in future's end because we need to change the way the world is going right now in order so that we have a future right and so and so because if you look at this right i was looking at it and immediately the symbol, right? It's right. it's black with the with the red S mm-hmm. lined with gold. And for me, that is the Fletcher cartoon. And um, right. you know, Fletcher cartoons was very very golden age. Oh yes, yes, nineteen forty. So exactly. So are they going that route? Oh well, yeah, that's true. I mean, he'll, he'll and, fly, obviously. But, he'll yeah. fly. You know, he won't leap 
small buildings in a single bound. Right. Um, but for me, that's what I think they're going to do because especially they say, you know, the, the storyline that's coming in June is truth. And they said they're going back to basics. So does he learn the truth about something? Does he learn about the future's end? Does he learn about Batman betraying him? Right. Does does he learn about whatever was in Future's End Fomance that made them break up? Right. Does he right. learn because because if you go back to um that picture that was released for uh, Convergence where there's all the multiple timelines of Superman and right. then there's Lois holding Superman over you know when when Doomsday killed him. In right. the background, in the background, you see New 52 Superman, right. and he's looking on. So that's what I think Convergence is going to do. It's going to open up, because listen, Convergence is going to be all about Superman, because it has to be. When you have a yeah. timeline altering, um, you have a zero hour, you have a, you know, a crisis, an infinite Earth, you have an infinite crisis, whatever it is, Anything dealing with altering the timeline, with altering the Earth, it is to do with Superman. Right. And we've said before that in order to make a difference in Superman book sales, they have to fundamentally change New 52 Superman. Right. And they have to go old school. And now, so that didn't necessarily mean way, red pants or anything, but they need to bring Clark Kent, Superman, Kal-El together. Right, and I think I think the reason why he's got the haircut is it could go either way, right? So mm-hmm. he could choose a full Clark Kent life and make Superman a secret where he helps out in, like, Certain ways, because if you look at his hands on the action cover, it's a dark cover. You know, he's got shadows and he's got these bloody hands. I don't know what's going on with that. And, you know, if you look at the Fomance cover, they don't look too happy. No, they're not. They look like they're about to kill each other. So, you know, Wonder Woman's coming with her, Wonder Woman's coming with her gauntlet spikes, Superman's coming with his punches there, you know. And... I don't know what's going to happen, but I do think they have listened. Right. Whether they're going to do exactly what we want them to do, you know. Right. I don't say you have to listen to us. No, just just fix Superman. Right. And and by fix I mean make it right. Yeah. Do away with all the sins that you've caused. You know, get rid of the four man. Give him his clock and life. Um, give him his mythology back. I mean, yeah, give him his hair back, please. Give him his hair. Well, I think they hey, will eventually. I mean, you, probably you by the time the he gets to the gate. Yeah, I think, well, I think that as well. And okay, if, you've look, noticed, if you notice okay. the Superman solicits, they're keeping a lot of stuff secret. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and here's here's my thing. Remember, what was it, Andy Diggle told us, you know, comics can change from book to book, page to page, panel to panel. Okay, mm-hmm. last week all we talked, I talked a lot about the stupid fingerless gloves and the mock turtleneck and all that kind of crap and thought it was just 
stupid. Okay. Okay. It's only been a week. And now we've got this entirely new Superman. So um, my thing is, is that I think they are going back to basics. Now, I don't know how Clark Kent journalists will fit into it. I, I think that will – we've got him out of this stupid, majestic-collared, biological suit, Kryptonian suit. Obviously, he's going more human to be more relatable. And, you know, I hope he does learn something in Convergence about what the New 52 did to him. Um, and, you know, we've talked well, we've talked about this on Twitter. You know, in the New 52, which will be no more soon, uh, Clark visited Earth 2 twice. Now, right. I, I don't remember if he forgot the second time as well. And we know he forgot the first time because it was the first time him and Bat man had met and then they got thrown into earth too and he found out that he was married to lois lane in that world and um and then uh you know batman was married to catwoman and then then they forgot because of the 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 chaos chick and so then what's her name cryo or something caro whatever her name Uh, yeah yeah so then they went back again and he saw how that world's Lois died and how her Superman reacted to that. Okay. Um, and I think, did he forget again? Which I thought was he, just like. Okay. I went back and I checked just to okay. make sure. Yeah. Right? Um, they went in the first one, which was all drawn by Jay Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, they went, they figured it out, they forgot. Right, and they were right, to, right. returned to Earth um, in the action timeline. So that is six months before uh, Justice League, right? Yeah, right. And so, and so they returned back to there because he's still wearing the jeans and the t-shirt and the cape, right? Right. And so, and so then they go back to Earth to um, when. Kaijo comes, or Cairo, or whatever, whatever her name is. Yeah. Um, when they've been in Satanus. Oh, that's right. She's trying to break right. him. Yeah. And 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 she says to them, "You have an opportunity to change the fate of Earth too." Right. But right. because they didn't change any of the events. Right. They get taken back to our timeline with their minds wiped. And then that's when we get Naked Superman and Batman who's Gaga Google over Lois Lane. So they completely they completely forget about us too. Except later in Batman and I forget what issue was in whoever, Batman remembers being back on Earth too. I think it was when he was going after Damien, trying to find Damien. Yes. And he he had a memory. Because because he goes to Apocalypse. Right. Uh, right. And if you remember, there's only one dark side to the entire multiverse. Right. Right. Which was explained in Smallville, not in this, but anyway. Um, and so the one dark side, when he goes back to Apocalypse, he sees um, Dark Side's son, whatever his name is, the girl-looking thing, Calabac, and yeah. and um, he remembers from that that sparks his memory. Right. And because he goes to Apocalypse, but 
Superman doesn't go with him to Apocalypse. Right. Right. He, takes, he wasn't in the book. Right. Because it, that's the funny thing is that they had Wonder Woman in the book. Right. Right. They had everybody else. Right. The, except Superman. There was no right. Superman. Well, there's a reason because, for that because of this big thing that they're doing. I think. Exactly. And I think you're, and because we've always talked Superman, about this. Yeah, they took Superman back to Apocalypse. He could have seen something that could have sparked his memory. So that's right. why they kept... And if you remember, Peter Tomasi says he knows everything that's going on in every book. Right, so... Tomasi does? Yeah, Tomasi says okay. he, he's very aware of the continuity that's being developed. And so right. if he knows Superman's memories have to be kept locked away, it tells us something. Well, I mean, we've talked about this before. Every... uh. Um, crisis has evolved Superman and Lois Lane. Okay, that's they're the crux of it. They're the saviors of whatever. Usually, everybody else does their thing, but it's always about Clark and Lois, Clark and Lois, Clark and Lois. And so now I think what's happening is it's again going to be about Clark and Lois, um, because they need a trump card. They need to do something that they've never done before. Okay, giving him a crew cut. Okay, okay, whatever. Um, actually, his head's a little small for his body on the action cover, in my opinion. Uh, and you have to watch it. When you make him so massive, you have to watch his head size, you know. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> um, But, um, so what would what would a trump card be? It's the one they've been holding for the last four years, and that's Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. And they want, I mean, the way to get people riled up is to give, not give them, you know, the trump card right away. Otherwise, you know, they they can't, you know, they can't bluff anymore. And I think they've run out of bluff because now they're going to have to play the trump card. And I think... Part of it is, you know, he was the battling alien for four years now. That didn't work, you know. They hooked him up with Wonder Woman. She thinks he's a god. He's not. She doesn't understand his humanity. So what did they turn around and do? Oh, yeah, Soups is wearing the jeans and the T-shirt and no cape, which means no Kryptonian homage at all, cutting his hair. That means no spit curl either. I mean, you know, not even a little dangle in the fo- on the forehead because he's going totally human, but he's using his powers, and it's because mm-hmm. Clark wants people don't doesn't want people to be afraid of him. Now that's going to put a bee in Wonder Woman's bonnet because he's more or less saying, "Hey, I I want to protect humanity. I want to be, you know, I want to I want to fit in." Is basically what he's trying to do. He's trying to fit in, even though he has these massive powers. And, you know, people say, well, you know, he looks like us and everything, you know, maybe we can trust him. You know, rather than having him be aloof and, you know, just tossing his alienness out there, you know, in your face, and my girlfriend's super, you know, she's a goddess, you know, rather than do that, I think this is going to be the dividing line. And we've always said that, you know, she doesn't under- and they've set it up early too. They said, you know, she doesn't understand Clark Kent and why he want needs to be Clark Kent. 
She just doesn't understand that. She thinks he's going to be a god and live forever with her after the last battle, blah, blah, blah. Well, then he's died already, right? He's got doomified and mm-hmm. brainiac and whatever, you know. He gets a mesovirus and whatever, you know. And Cheetah, you know, and now he's a, now he's an animal uh, in foments again. Um, so I think she's going to dump him or they're going to just dump each other because Clark's got better things to do, okay, than, you know, be her little love god, you know, and um, all that kind of stuff. So I think that the direction they're taking is interesting, but see, I still miss Clark Kent journalist, and I miss the Daily Planet, and I I miss that. Now, the other saving thing, Jeff Johns mentioned in the Dark Side Wars, which will also start in June, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, he mentioned that the Dark Side war- Wars would be personal for one character in particular. Now, and it's been planned, this has been planned since Justice League number one. Now, the cover we saw had Green Lantern, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Like mm-hmm. the new Trinity. When Justice League number one came out, the first two characters to meet was Green Lantern and Batman. And we were like, oh, so this is going to be the new world's finest? Is that what they're trying to tell us? And also on this cover for the Dark Side War, it's uh, got Superman uh, in the background, kind of hazy. Um, I'm hoping that, and you know, Jeff is no longer doing Superman. I'm thinking, I'm hoping that the reason he's not doing Superman is because he's actually doing a Superman story in the Dark Side War. Because Clark has had no foundation in the New 52. Mm-mm. Absolutely none. Because they whittled him down just to the battling alien. So Jeff may be giving us, hopefully, crossing everything, um, that journey for Clark. As well as the other books as well. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm hoping. I think they're pulling, pulling, okay, Superman, they kind of tied him up in a straitjacket somewhere. Really, and they had this other guy prance around saying, "I'm Superman." No, you're not. No, you're not. Sorry, not happening. And then they're like, "Oh, well, this is real Superman." No, it's not. And you know, fans are like, "No, it's not." And when the real guy shows up, let me know. So I think that's what they're doing now. Um, let's go on to Batman, and then we'll talk about what Jim Lee said too. Um, when I saw the co- a cover, I just saw a cover, and there was no words on it or anything. I look like oh blue beetle. <laughs> I swear, you know, you don't see his face you, or anything. You just see his you butt know what, and the antenna. You know what and I, I went, thought. Blue beetle. You know what I thought. You know what I thought when I saw it. Um, I also thought a bug superhero, the tick. Yeah. <laughs> yes, very much so. Yes, I agree. It's very much tick-ish, as well as blue beetle-ish. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, and then somebody says, "Oh, that's Batman," and I went, "What?" Uh, uh, okay, so they've got they've got to cover the Batman Superman cover. They got Clark standing up, looking up at the giant robotic blue tick, blue beetle Batman. Uh and I'm going, is this like mine's bigger than yours? Is that what the deal is? I mean, Batman's no more. I mean, I'm sitting there going, oh, so this is the world's greatest detective, really? 
you know, and Gus Snyder's all excited about this new direction we're taking the character and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, good luck with that. And he looks like the tick, and he also looks like Blue Beetle. So, okay, fine, whatever. And, oh, he's, he towers over Clark. I mean, you know, and I'm like, okay, so basically you got Robot Man versus Human Alien. <laughs> I'm sitting going, what have they done to Batman? I mean, you know, Batman has not been that bad, except lately. I mean, you know, Alfred got his hand chopped off. Um, but, I mean, you know, he pretty much stayed the same. I'm Batman. I mean, Greg Pak even puts it, he's Batman, you know. Oh, he could go to he could go to Candor because he's Batman, you know. But uh, he's been dubbed um, on the internet when they there was a poll to see um, which outfit you like most, or if you don't like any outfit. Mm-hmm. And he's been dubbed Robo Bunny Batman. Oh my god! <laughs> and I'm like perfect because he does look like a bunny, you know. He and he's giant. awfully. Blue. What is with the blue? And, uh, uh, you know, when the solicits came out, a lot of the bad people were like, it's an all-new Batman. Mm -hmm. I'm like, whatever, whatever. This is just a joke. I mean, if you thought Wonder Woman's outfit was bad, then you saw Superman. Yeah, yeah. Then you saw Superman's, right? And you're like, seriously? And then, then, just to top off your Friday evening, full of laughter, you get Robo Bunny Batman, and I thought it was a oh joke. I thought it was a joke until I saw Greg Capullo's proud signature on this cover, and I'm like, <laughs> "What have you guys done?" So I, they, I just don't, actually, go ahead. Sorry. You know, no, it's no problem. I I just want to know if Scott Snyder thinks this is cool, and you know. I'm like, whatever, dude. You do not realize how funny this looks. Here's my thing. Okay, of of the three, Clark, uh, compared to the other two, Clark's isn't so bad. Okay, yeah, his hair's shorn, you know, and it kind of reminds you of, because Superman's always been kind of like Samson, you know, he's always had gray hair. Uh, and so now it's shorn. So now you're wondering, is he miserable? What's the dealio on that? How, why is, why, okay, nobody can cut Superman's hair, okay? Clark actually has to, like, burn it, you know? Mm-hmm. And there are, I mean, there are stylists in the world who actually use fire to style hair, and it's it's really a cool way to do it. But Clark, you know, you're, so why is he styling? He's making a statement of some kind, obviously. Now, the S also looks like the flesher, but also is, without the gold around it, is very much about, uh, um, Reminds me of the World of Wars um, uh, costume where he was in mourning. Remember that? Right, right. Uh, right. But, um, also, he was drawn very big by Ed McGinnis. Right. And so, right, okay. Yeah. Ed so, McGinnis, you know what? You know what? I don't mind the muscles so much. I like Superman a little bit bigger, no. you know. As long as he's proportioned. Yeah, you know, they just need to to make the head a bit bigger. You know, yeah, on the action cover. Now, on the Fomance, it's not too bad. I like it. The Fomance, if you take one balloon out and you just cut that and you give him a little smile on Photoshop, he actually mm-hmm. looks pretty good. So, oh, yeah. 
I mean, that T-shirt, yeah, it's like if he flexes really hard, he'll rip it off his body. So if yeah. you all know, if you all know, he's, it's very Henry Cavill-ish. And Edna likes Henry Cavill's body, so she does not mind staring at that picture, okay? Well, here's my thing. Anybody who who read anything by Jeff Loeb, um, especially um, Superman for All Seasons, they would know the story why Lois was so attracted to Superman. It was because of the cape. So Yes, yes. So Clark may... I mean, he's got the cape, and obviously... You don't tug on Superman's cape, and you don't take it away for very long. So let that be a warning, DC. You don't keep and, it away. For, and they the know that. And the new and the new Fifty Two Superman's cape is supposed to be indestructible. So, you know, I'm like, okay. And he's just leaving it at home. It's not like it, you know, fell apart or anything. Well, the, you know, in the Silver Age, it was indestructible as well. Because it was his baby blanket. In fact, his whole entire outfit was indestructible because Ma made it, but she had him help. You know, he burned the seams or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but um, and then, you know, in post-crisis, um, you know, Lois had uniforms and capes everywhere. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, so, you know, there's... You know, so you know. At first, I was like, oh, "What they do to his hair? Come on!" But now I started thinking, you know, this is a statement by Clark. Clark is trying to tell people something that he's not an aristocrat. He's not. He doesn't want to be above them. And there's some kind of pain behind that hair, because if you if you see any kind of fictions or or um, movies. People that shorn their ha- their hair, they are very upset about something. Usually, mm-hmm. and so um, they're making a very firm statement. So I, I think that's what part of the hair thing is. The other thing is too is that New Fifty Two Superman's hair could have fell in. You know, one lock could have fell on his forehead at any moment. And it sounds like to me, or it seems to me, with this do. That there's not a chance of that. Mm-hmm. So that means there's not a chance that he's going to go Kryptonian. And right. so they're pull, the, it's almost like that the pendulum went from battling alien, and then they sweep it over here, and now he's just going to be as human as possible in dress and manner, even though he's got the superpowers. But, so. you know, another theory is because of his super flare powers, It'll just be cheaper to buy jeans and T-shirts. Yeah, well, Super Flare was a dumb thing anyway. Or maybe the, maybe the Super Flare burnt his hair away. Okay, we know the Super Flare will come in handy during the Dark Side War, right? Right, Super, right. Super Flare versus the Mega Beams. I mean, anybody with a half a brain knows that. When I saw it, I went, oh, well, yeah, they are doing Dark Side War, so... And on the Divergence uh, free book, comic book thing, they've got Super Flare on there with mm-hmm. Darkseid. And, with and, bunny, and with the, bunny bats. The, the blue, with bunny bunny, bats. Bur, blue bunny bats. And I don't think What's-Her-Face is on there, is she? No, What's-Her-Face is not on there. Hmm? No, that's because it's Justice League. That's right. So And it's... It, it, uh, 
Dark side is um, anti anti monitor dude mm-hmm. and um, bunny bats and um, some other guy they introducing neutron or something. Oh and yeah, there's a whole yeah. And well, Super Flair, not, Superman. Yeah. So here's the other thing. I think you're on to something in Convergence, because we haven't been through Convergence yet, and that's two whole months of story. Mm-hmm. I think he does see something in Convergence, because we get to see all those, you know. And he sees Lois holding him in his arms after Doomsday. I'm not talking anything New 52 here. I'm talking about in 1993, people. Uh, that that very emotional story. Um, and, you know, if DC wants to do anything, they need to be doing emotional stories, not, here's another bottle. Woo-hoo. Um, <laughs> so I think he does see something, and that's why he turned into this. Because mm-hmm. Clark, Clark has always made a statement with his um, costume. Like, right. again... So, like, for example, you know... Uh, World, you, you, World of Wars or whatever it was, where Sam Lane died, but Wonder Woman didn't. Right. And, you know, you're talking about emotional, you know, hair and stuff like that. Um, if anybody's watched G.I. Jane, where, um, you know, Debbie Moore shaves off her gorgeous hair, again, you know, another parallel, and she shuns it off... It's because of an emotional point in her life. And from that moment on, they say that's when the movie pivots, you know. Um, And so, yeah, you know, cutting your hair off, any scene where somebody cuts their hair off is, um, you know, you take Interview with a Vampire where um, Kirsten Dunst's vampire, I can't remember her name right now, you know, she's angry because she can't age and she tries to cut off all her hair. So again, cutting off your hair is, you know, they say always after a breakup, somebody goes and cuts their hair because they want a new, they want to, they want to get rid of the old, and they want to because hair grows, you know, it's something that is is living on your body, it grows, so they want to grow something new, and if he's going this short with it, I think he's trying to get rid of the old. That's what I think it symbolizes. It's Getting rid of oh, yeah. what bad they've done and trying to start the meal. Well, and the other thing is, in Future's End, we're hinted with Bats did something to use Clark mm-hmm. and uh, as a weapon rather than as you know being a team member, being his friend. Bats just used him as a weapon. And... You know, you should never do that to anybody that you're in some kind of relationship with. You know, at least discuss it with them first. But apparently, you know, Bats, he, you go do this, okay, la, la, la. You know, and Clark went and did it, and, you know, because he's the hero, right? And then he found out that, you know, Bats said. And more than that, I think it's because Clark trusts. You know, some people say it's one of his weaknesses it's that he trusts blindly sometimes, especially with Batman. And well, I think what happened was that Clark felt responsibility for the consequences of his actions. Right. 
the bats had no guilt whatsoever. Well, well, Batman's a very I-need-to-do-what-needs-to-be-done type of person. And so he right, doesn't... Still, he, he, I mean, doesn't, he doesn't think about... No, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. He, you know, he yeah. doesn't think... He doesn't think about the consequences right. because that's how he is. And but Superman, Superman takes the weight and the responsibility, and the um, especially the consequences of mm-hmm. what they do. He takes it on his own shoulders. Right. Well, um, let's see. So um, apparently, there's going to be. Uh, a storyline through the Bat books, a storyline through the Superman books, and a storyline, of course, Justice League. Um, The Superman story is called Truth, and it begins in action, because action is the first one printed during the month. Um, Now, Truth, and he's got this entirely new look, better than fingerless gloves and a mock turtleneck. Um, and anytime anyone says truth, of course, you know, Clark's thing had always been, even before the 50s, it was truth and justice, okay? Now, the other person connected with truth and justice was Lois Lane, because she was always trying to get to the truth to get her story, right? Mm -hmm. So anytime you name something truth, you have to, in my mind, I'm sorry, in my mind you have to involve Lois Lane, especially if you want to make Superman rise up from the ashes that were created by the New 52. Yeah, so, no, definitely. So basically, and the June solicits don't say much, and they, and they, that's, that's on purpose because we still have a convergence to go through, and uh, they're not going to, you know, it's it's all entire poker game. They're not going to reveal their hands, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in these solicits, and probably not until. And we said this. I think we said this last week. Not until August will we get a a solicit with any kind of substantiality, if at all, mm-hmm. uh, because convergence will be done by then. Right. So with. Truth starts out in Action Comics. I think the next issue is, let's see, Superman? Um, I think it's I'll, Batman, Superman. Batman, Superman, okay. And then the Fomance uh, will yeah, also they, be they, include that. They normally come out like the same week or one week between them. So Right, right. And then and, Superman is normally lost. Yeah. So... This, so it's. I think it's. Excuse me. It's going to be very interesting. Of course, the foment says. You know, it's pretty much what it said in the last issue for the foment, which was seventeen, which comes out April Fool's Day. Um, <laughs> as the pressure mounts, a relationship is tested. Now we all said on Twitter, and I know I put it up there. Enough with the testing. Let them flunk and let's move on. Okay. Enough with the testing. It's they've been tested, tested, tested. And they ain't, they ain't passed. Let's move on. <laughs> so, so we'll see. But you know, well, they can't put anything else in that solicit. You know, they're looking at each other like I'd like to kick your ass, and you know. But, um, you know, all Clark has to do is go home to Lois. So, 
Um, so, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with bats. You know, he's got to be bigger. Apparently he has to have bigger ears than everybody. They look like antenna. Uh, you know, somebody says, is he Tony Stark? You know, that kind of thing. And I'm like, why do they have to make him so huge? You know, and, you know, is is him and Lex Luthor going to, like, you know, compare suits? I mean, it, it just looked like a huge pissing contest to me on that Batman Superman cover. And I'm like... Oh, no, yeah, but, definitely. Yeah. But and, I'm, also, and, and also it mentioned something about their relationship being tested. So, you know, it's it's really something happens. Superman thinks, well, should I definitely think he's thinking, is the direction I'm going in the direction I'm supposed to be going in? Right. Clark will do something. Clark will, to me... I think it all has to do with the five years in the future thing. He finds out about that Batman used him as a weapon. And he did his hero thing because that's what he does. But that doesn't mean he should be used as a weapon. So he, um, I think what he did is I will never be used as a weapon again. And Batman just kissed my butt. Now, I don't know why Bat's suiting up like, like mammothly, like, Tick blue beetle. I just sitting there going, really? That's Batman? I mean, there's no black there whatsoever. Not even gray. It's blue. So it's like, what? You know? And then, of course, you got the Luther suit. And, of course, Luther's still in the Justice League. What? So, you know, in order to... They really haven't had, you know, Clark versus Luther on the Justice League. There's been some, you know... Yeah, it's like schoolgirl, you know, nitpicking. But that was about. It. But if if the character that it, it becomes personal for in the Dark Side War, and I don't know why it wouldn't be Clark, because Dark Side's been after him forever anyway. He was, I mean, in the just first Justice League, Justice League War, he kidnapped Superman to make clones out of him. He was successful on Earth too, but he wasn't on the New Fifty Two that we know of. So, you know, I think they're going back to that. So then it makes me wonder, well, when in the heck did the Dark Side War start? And then it gets to be like this whole time thing again, and it's like, whatever. It's like reading a Grant Morrison novel, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So, any other remarks about what's happening in June? I'm kind of I'm hopeful because we don't really know. I We need to see Convergence first. And then I think a few things will be revealed. Plus, we're getting the prelude to um, Dark Side War 2 this month. So. Right, right. No. Yeah, I, I say the same thing. Um, we need to see Convergence first, and then we need to, and then we can. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful as well, like you, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm hoping for the best. Either that or I don't buy anything still. <laughs> true, true. I mean, it's like I did buy this action comics, I have to admit. Yes, yeah. Because it was funny. Um, and it had a lot of heart in it. It was, a, it was. It's what I've been asking for, and it's what we got. It's a one-shot. 
it's a one and done that has a stop finish uh, you know stop middle and finish and with a lot of hearts in it yeah um but before we do action let's talk about is there anything else about June solicit oh Not I know. That I, oh okay Jim Lee what was that comment about sometimes you want to do whatever you like personally, but it, what was that quote? Anyway. um, I can't remember now. <laughs> yeah, but he was saying but something it, about sometimes you have to let your editors be, you know, you hire them to be editors and stuff and, you know, the creators and stuff. Sometimes you have to set your personal tastes aside. <laughs> Lesson learned, Jimbo. I mean, Fine. really? Jeez, get a clue. Okay, so okay, so now we're going to do. Well, we had Superman and Lois Lane and and the Daily Planet people in a new comic this past week. Well, digitally, it was in print, I guess, the week before. Um, and that was Scooby Doo Team Up. Da. Very old school, right? Written by Shelley Fish, so that's always a good read. Um, very very old school. Yeah, very cool. But old school in good school. Okay, here's my thing. We got kids reading this book, right? Kids get classic Superman. We get Jack. <laughs> at least the kids share. Kids, you know, at least share. You know, the kids get the kid. The kids get Perry White. They get um, a very smart Lois Lane, mm-hmm. um, and they get a very heroic Superman. Right. Where's my comic song? There it is. Um, yeah, I like this. Um, there's a gu- <laughs> you know how in the olden days before uh, what was his name? Lane Smith was Perry White instead of you know Elvis. It was always Great Caesar's Ghost. Well, Perry says it probably once too many times, and Caesar's Ghost starts showing up. Yeah, um, in Lois and Clark, the New Adventures of Superman. Um, their Perry White used to say, Great Shades of Elvis. Yeah. And, yeah, it's very funny. But if, you know, my generation, Adventures of Superman with George Reeves, it was always great, Jesus, ghost. And so, who better to take care of ghosts than Scooby-Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? So, Listen, yeah. I like I like Scooby Doo, even though it's corny and it's you know it's predictable, and it's punny and all of that. It's it's um it, that's what I like about it. It's the corniness, and you know you can always figure it out ten ten uh, minutes into the show. You know, you, ten minutes you can you you can figure it out. Not right. even ten minutes, five minutes. Okay. You know right. who who done it, okay? Yeah. But but they have to pull always, a mask off themselves though. Multiple masks. You know, it's, yeah. it's this person. No, no, wait, it's this person. So, and you know, for me, it's it's also what I grew up with. So maybe the nostalgia feel of it, you know, because we had a Scooby Doo on Cartoon Network. So right. And you know, I would read. Scooby-Doo comics as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Scooby is, is kind of big 
in South Africa, like you can always get a Scooby Doo T shirt or I don't know why. People love Scooby Doo over here. So <laughs> it's well, like good. Yeah, it's 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 that we just love corniness, you know. We're a really corny bunch of people, okay? We like to have fun. That's what it is. And exactly and that's why we like traditional Superman. Okay. Right. We don't right. There was, there was a poll done on South African, the national radio station. And um, because, you know, they've, they've been checking a lot of the, the Twitter happenings, and Batman v Superman is, like, always trending. Right. And so they asked the question, you know, mm-hmm. to the nation or to the listeners, who do you prefer, Batman? Or, not who would win in a fight or anything. Who do you prefer? Who is your favorite superhero? And I would call it a landslide victory. It was 72% um, Superman. Mm. So, and I mean, it's it's very uh, prominent in in the movies. We always have on a Saturday, I don't know what it is, we either have the Richard Donner movie or we have Superman Returns or we have Man of Steel, if you have a premium channel. Uh, we always have Superman on a Saturday. We still have Smallville on television. Um, wow. You know, so I think they're bringing back the George Reeves show as well. Awesome. Awesome. And, um, and I know we also still have the, the Fletcher cartoon, which is why mm-hmm. I never bought the DVD set, because it's always on TV. Right. Like, I, I can go and change the channel now to our cartoon channel that's on essay and you know it'll it'll have Fletcher in a couple of minutes because those are only like 10 minutes long or 8 minutes long so it's like always on which is why I never bought the DVD set because it's just always on I should go buy the DVD set I have the DVD set and and so we we, that's that's the type of country we are we're very hopeful people we're very happy we, we enjoy life and that's why I think a lot of people don't really like Batman because they associate him with the dark and the gritty, and you know mm-hmm. that's why the new that's why the new fifty two hasn't been accepted in in South Africa all that grandly, um, right. which I love. You know, we still use the old um, on all of our DC products. Like if I buy Supergirl bubble bath, it'll have the swish. Not the DC folding over logo. Oh, not the medicine tab. <laughs> that one. You know, it's, we're peeling, we're peeling away, and we're and we're revealing the new DC. And like nobody wants new DC, but we still have the swish and the star on all our merchandise. Yeah. Um. So. Here, let me. See. I'm trying to find this quote. Oh, you're uh, trying to find Jim Lee's quote. Yeah. Oh. Find me later. Thank you, CBR. Let, um, me, let me. Let me help you. Let's see. Actually, okay. this is a different one than I originally sent you, but there were several. Lee, 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 Lee. Oh, so anyway. Basically, what they're saying that they, you know, they're doing this change to, especially the Trinity, but 
the major story changes will be in uh, Batman, Superman, and Justice League. Now, Wonder Woman is not included in the truth series for Superman. The Finches are taking her elsewhere. I don't know where, but... Something we're going to try. Let me see if I can find this personally. Okay, here it goes. Uh... They're saying, turning to fan questions, CBR News asked what the Diddy and Lee were looking for in the new creators recruited to join DC, the types of qualities they were attracted to in writers or an artist, because Superman's getting a new writer. It's Yang. We talked about him last year, last week. Mm-hmm. Lee says, when you are overseeing a line like Dan and I do, you have to realize not everything is going to appeal to your personal taste. That's challenging part of the job. So you have to hire editors for their taste, their relationships, their ability to to curate content, develop content. I think they've just done a masterful job for June. The New 52, when we launched, was a whole different kind of beast. Yeah, we all wanted to kill that one. It was more about getting all the trains on time. Yeah, but you didn't get your train on time for Superman and Chainly. This one was really casting the net broadly. So, in other words, apparently Jim Lee has learned that not everybody likes his big frickin' ideas about these characters. He used to stick the uh, Wildstorm. I don't, except the Wildstorm team that he pays, I don't think mm-hmm. anyone likes the, the new stuff. It's like, yeah. what were you thinking? Yeah, I know. I always thought that was very telling. Now, what they say, okay, they say a couple things. They say they're going with canon now but not continuity now remember before but to see that she said they were singing the not the exact same song but it was oh we're tossing continuity out there will be no continuity it was all about continuity they were building a whole new continuity they changed the character so how what else did people have to fall back on is to see how consistent they were you know with their story since the characters were all screwed up so now they're going for canon Burton Clark back in the jeans and the T-shirt, you know, wearing kind of like a memorial crest and, you know, shorn in his hair might be considered, you know, going back to basics. Um, But they also said they're going to turn the creators loose and do their stories, which, okay, what have we been screaming about for the last four years? Editorial, get your boot heel off of Clark's codpiece, please. So now maybe that's happening. We don't know. We won't know until June for sure. We may mm-hmm. get a better idea with convergence than in April and May, but um, I think wonder. I think we'll know as soon as we read um, Convergence Zero and see what Jurgens is putting out and stuff like that. So yeah, but you gotta remember after Jurgens, they still have the guy from White Collar. But also, Lubdell's throwing in his two cents. Oh, oh, yes, we forgot. We forgot Doomed. Lubdell has a book called Doomed. I, I hope to God it only lasts six issues of that. Okay. Remember I said, God almighty, please don't let it be anything about Superman or any of his characters. Well, of course, it's about Doomsday. The kid, This kid turns into Doomsday. Okay, and he has no control over when he turns into Doomsday. Really? That's a story? Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, uh, yeah, I can see people lining up around the corner, snaking over, you know, two streets to go to the comic book store to buy this book. Yeah, really. Uh, that, was, that was hashtag sarcasm, Scott Labdell, because I know you listen to us. <laughs> it's like, okay, basically they took Dan Jurgen's character of an all-powerful being that Superman has to fight, right, to save the world, and they've turned him into, I don't know, acne. <laughs> acne? Best kid wakes up in the morning and looks in the mirror and he's got acne. Oh, I mean, he's doomsday. Okay, it's not like, you know, Nolan Lobdell, it's nothing like the kryptonite story in Superman Batman. Remember? That was a good story. I think Michael Green wrote that, right? Um, Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And And it was about a, a soldier who the government turned into doomsday. Mm-hmm. And that was a compelling story. This? Well, you know, he gets, like, acne. Well, well, he turns into doomsday. I'm like, what are you doing? You, you're belittling Superman's big enemies. They, uh, you know, you hear people, well, you don't have anybody that really can take him on. Doomsday did. In fact, they keep dragging his butt out every time they got a chance. And guess what? Now he's acne. Right, and, you know, Doomsday was created... Okay, A, he was created because they didn't have a storyline um, because they had to take whatever conti- a year's worth of continuity and put it on pause. Because? Um, because, because they couldn't do a wedding. They couldn't do a wedding because they wanted to do it in time with Lois and Clark when your adventures right. was met. Right. And that's a short history version, people. And that's so anyway... Scripted. Yeah. That's for Dan Dio. Yeah, for Dan DiDio, yes, because, you know, he can't Wikipedia anything. Um, And so, basically, Doomsday is created, I think, Doomsday, the resulting from it is a very hopeful storyline. Because Superman can overcome this. For us, for the love of humanity, he overcomes, for the love of Lois Lane, he overcomes death and he comes back. Right. And so for me, even though, and Doomsday is his ultimate, I think, foe. I don't think it's Lex Luthor. I don't think it's um, Darkseid. I think Darkseid's a pansy, to be quite honest. Um, and, you know, I don't think it's, Mog- who's the other dude, the war world dude, Mogul? Mogul, oh, whatever Mogul. 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 Yeah, I, whatever, okay. Um, I don't think it's all these people. Um, I think his ultimate, you know, adversary is Doomsday because Doomsday has that psychological advantage over him that, yo, I have killed you once before. I brought right. you to your weakest point. No one's ever been able to do that. Well, it's just a killing machine, too. I mean, that's just it. He's just nothing about killing. Exactly. It's the exact polar opposite to what Clark is. Right. Clark is about bringing life. Doomsday is about bringing death. And that's what I loved about Smallville, is that they said, you know, it's the two-headed monster. That's the prophecy. 
you know, the way they explained Doomsday, they really, really got Doomsday for me. You know, while one is the light, the other is the dark. And so, yeah, they had Chloe loving Doomsday and all that bullshit storyline. Um, but yes, people, Chloe fell in love with Doomsday. Um, and and because of her, Jimmy died. But let's not, let's not get into it. Let's not get on to that because then that's just opening up a can of worms. Um, but I think Doomsday is the ultimate adversary to Superman because he is the exact opposite of what Superman is about. And so now I see Scott Liddell's name. And, you know, I was praying. I was like, I ignored this book when it came out. And when when they originally said, you know, Scott Liddell's going to be doing a doomed story, <laughs> I'm just thinking, if I ignore it, it will go away. No, if, I ignore it, if, if I ignore it, it won't be Superman. Then I read the solicits, and I'm like, why? There should be an electric fence. There should be an electric fence, and then around the electric fence, there should be a moat with, with yep. crocodiles and piranhas keeping... And oh, and then another layer of acid. Okay, we'll, we'll put the layer of acid, and separating Scott Lobdell from Superman. Amen. And you know, how many times does he have to fail? He's failed on action comics. He's failed on Superman. He's failed on the Doom storyline, which is his baby. A fourth, a fourth time, a fourth time. We're, we're giving him something. Remotely close to Superman? Why? Him and Bob Harris are buds. Uh, he and Bob Harris need to start bankrupting my favorite comic book company, okay? With their bad ideas, okay? Uh-huh. They need to take, they need to get off their acid trip or whatever they're on and, you know, stop thinking, hey, a battling alien Superman's gonna be cool, man. And like, no, get away from Superman, get away, go, go bury Batman in the soil or something. You know, go go kill Green Lantern. I don't care about those people. Um, you know, just get away from Superman. Don't kill Take Vibe, him. damn it. Yeah, you know, go go kill... What happened to him writing Red Hood and the Outlaws? Ooh, you know. He killed Star Sapphire's character. Go kill some... Go, go... Go deal with that. Go write... Damien, son of Batman, you know, kill that character. And uh, yeah, I don't know why he's giving him stuff. I don't even. I, I don't know why he keeps coming back to Superman. You, you can't write Superman. We don't want you. We don't accept you. We spit on by your feet. We curse you. Go away, okay? Right. And um, yes. Here's another interesting thing that Lee said. I think a big part of the June launch, now now June is a launch, was really a recognition that the audience has changed. Changed? Yeah. Changed, not changing. Well, yeah, now it's changed. He's saying it's more fragmented than it was before. Uh, Before what? Before you opened up your eyes and saw actual results? The original direct market was perceived as a monolithic fan base, not by anybody else but you, Jimbo. 
Oh, we need the 14 to 34-year-old males, and that's it. Let's give them battle scenes. And it says, our own studies have shown there's a lot more people that are looking for a lot more flavors and diversity in our line than we currently are doing. Oh, and here's the other thing. Remember he asked the women at the convention if their husbands or their boyfriends brought them. He has the nerve to say, you see a lot more women at the are into comics at comic book shops and conventions. Well, gee, Jim, how long did it take you to figure that out? Um, it only took him it only took him like majority of his life to figure it out. And people had to scream at him. Like Jimmy, it's changed. Not changing, changed. Yeah. So it's like it's like, oh, well, you know, it changed. Well, yeah, it changed four years ago, at least. Where have you been? Oh, I just want, I just want my personal taste. Well, fine, whatever. I just like, really? It's like, oh, big announcement. We're changing because the audience has changed. Yeah, it changed four years ago when we were trying yeah, to you tell know. you. Meanwhile, meanwhile, over at Marvel, people are yeah. laughing at them because they're like, uh, yeah, we made Thor female. We have, you know, uh, a black Captain America. We have, you know, all these sorts of things we're doing. We didn't worry about the outcry on social media. We didn't watch about water cooler chatter, you know. <laughs> Yeah, Marvel's really, you know, they, like, took the water and they, like, said, here, free for all, okay? No chatter, okay? And, I mean, it shows in in sales. Marvel is killing DC with sales. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, even me. Even me. I have never bought a Marvel comic in my life up until this year, 2015, people, Okay, Bejna went and bought Thor because I saw a couple of panels on Tumblr and I was like, okay, this looks interesting. And I'm sold. It's six issues, but I'm sold. I'm like completely flabbergasted by, hey, look at what Marvel's doing here, people. DC, in the meantime, you know, it's a thing with their do bros and like, giving us Batgirl covers where Joker's terrorizing her. And Marvel, on the other hand, are embracing everybody. There's stuff for guys, there's stuff for girls, there's stuff for old people, there's stuff for young people, there's stuff for people of color, there's stuff for people who are, you know, different sexual orientations, different cultures, everything. And well done. Right. I yeah, there's we just got the numbers for what is this March February. Mhm. The top ten. There's only two books in top ten from DC. Gee, I wonder who they could be. Oh, Batman by Scott Snyder and Justice League by Jeff Johns. And so, what did they do with Scott Snyder's Superman book? They postponed the hell out of it because Jim Lee couldn't get the pages done. Right, because he was too busy drawing blueberries and his cover for for San Diego Comic-Con for Superman's 75th anniversary. And and 
Did they allow Jeff Johns to write anything about the Daily Planet other than Clark? He's pretty much used as a portalette. Well, what Clark basically did with the Daily Planet is, I call it, he used it as, you know, his uh, Wikipedia sort of thing, you know, to get the information. And then that was it. You know, we have Lois running around looking for a story but not getting it. Um... I mean, yeah, no. Jeff Johns, Jeff Johns was Superman. You know, people look back and say, yes, Jeff Johns wrote an excellent Superman in Lost Sun, in Brainiac, in um, you know, Up, Up and Away. Secret but Origins. Secret Origins, yes, definitely. And but they're gonna say, yo, Jeff, what were you thinking with? New 52 Superman, did, did, did you not write it? Did somebody, and, did, and he's going to say, I had a gun to my head and, you know, they shackled my one arm behind me and I tried my left hand. So, yeah. <laughs> well, at least he got his super flare in, so, you know, dark side can be taken care of during the dark side wars. But that, Fingerless glove, mock turtleneck. I'm so glad to see that go. Yeah, you know, that, that outfit lasted so long. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. And it's kind of funny because we're actually seeing the what we're going to be seeing in the book. Now, in Justice League, the Dark Side War is going to be playing around, right? It's only going to be right. playing out in the Justice League book. Which shouldn't the way it was from time began anyway. And it cracks me up. Half the time the the websites say, oh, Superman's the flagship. And then the other half of the time they say Justice League. Well, they can't be both. You can't have two flagships. Excuse me. They better be making up your minds. And so Jeff's story is going to take place in Justice League. It'll be the Dark Side War. I don't know what costume Clark will be wearing. But, um, <laughs> so th- then it kind of takes you back and say, well, when did the Dark Side Wars actually take place? Right, very true. And then, is there a time component in here? Some kind of weird reality, alternate reality thing going on, too. If, you know, what, and, okay, this might bug your mind. And I can hear Kimmy go, no, she's going Grant Morrison. Okay. <laughs> You have Kimmy, just, Kimmy hates Grant Morrison's action run because it's so confusing. Well, and she she hates time travel too, because then you start think trying to think you know which came first, the chicken or the egg, and it's just crazy. So anyway, um, okay, so you had the meetup, which was six, which was from like day five years before. Okay, five years before. The present before the other number ones except action. Okay, you had you had the meet up, and then you had the dark side war, which was issues one through six, mm-hmm. and then you had the five year leap. Okay, and then they were along. They supposedly the timeline with the rest of the number ones was complete. Now, so you got a five year gap, and okay, and again, five year gap in Justice League, five year gap between Action Comics and Superman, number 
the only character that it can be it, in any logical state of mind is Superman, is the one that's going to take it personally. And remember, Clark gave all these hints in Superman that certain things had happened, and he had he had been gone, and he had just come back. Remember when the Daily Planet was being resurrected into this new building? Right. Right. So, and that was very early on, and. Supposedly, the Dark Side War was planned from Justice League number one. Okay, so what if what they're doing is they're filling in the five-year gap with this Dark Side War and all these changes that they've done with the launch and basically saying that the rest of this never happened? Oh, are they bobbing us from the shower? Are we stepping out of the shower? Well, kind of like it's like okay, it, it would be like an alternate it's, reality it's timeline. Sort of, it's sort of it's sort of what I said. Um, different um, from a Batman animated series show where it's all a dream, and he dreams of an alternate timeline because he was placed into this alternate reality thing by the Mad Hatter, right? Right. And then he wakes up, and he realizes that he's in a different, he's in his reality, the Batman we know and love. And in his right. other world, his parents were never killed, yada, yada, yada. You know, so he never becomes Batman. So and, it would mean they erase the Fomance. That becomes a team book. In 18, it becomes a team book. Bam. And Which one is 18? So the June. one with the new outfits. Okay, so June. In June. So what what happens is, is that you, what you had to do is take action six months before Justice League, then take Justice League's first six issues, then take Dark Side War and slap it in there, then take this stuff and slap it on the back of that, and then then all the other books that got canceled and screwed over, they can bring them back to more... Um, fan-oriented stuff like Hawkman wouldn't be so savage because he'd have Hawk Girl. You know, Barry would be with Iris. That kind of thing. Right. Hal would be with Carol. Right. Dink and Babs would be together. <laughs> and it would be interesting because they fought this war. Batman still pulled his crap like he pulled in, you know, Future's end, and but may brother, I may not be involved, but Batman still did, you know, put the barrier between him and Clark by using Clark as a weapon. Um, him and Wonder Woman are just friends, so you know that. And I've had a sneaking suspicion when he started talking about the Dark Side War. I'm like, what if the skirmish wasn't the actual war? in Justice League 1 through 6. And why do we have to leap tw- five years in the future? And they've always said, it's a five-year plan. They weren't talking about, you know, September 2011 to, you know, August 2016. They were talking about this five-year gap, five years in the future. You know, that's a five-year plan. So, so basically what they're showing in Future's End is that the five years without the dark side war changing everybody is crap. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, and this would be a way for them to reintroduce these characters in a more fan-friendly way instead of personal taste way. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, might even get a couple wild storms to catch on. Who knows? Yeah, but, and, you know, you know, I kept saying that there's there's so many alternates for them to choose. Right. There's still the Nixie. There's still the Nixie wish from action. Um, right. When you have when you have anti monitor and uh, dark side going at it with each other, right? There's going to be some timeline alterations because that's right. what they deal with, right? The anti monitor literally eats reality. So if he's going to spit out reality again that he's eaten, you know what happens when you regurgitate food? It's messed up. Right. right. So that could happen. There's this neutron guy who apparently has he's a time lord. Ah. So he can, you know, swish flick click his fingers, you know, stamp his foot, whatever, blink right. his eye and twitch his nose and he can change reality. Right. And they have so many outs. They yeah. just need to they just need to, to say, Okay, We've messed it up enough. <laughs> right. We need to. We need to. You know, and I think convergence is that. Well, I don't think convergence is that. I think it's the prelude to dark side war. No, but I think I, that's the starting. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. I think Clark sees what happens in Future's End, but. It's actually the dark side war taking place and changing people, and then they slap it in the five-year gap. Right. So basically, what we'll be seeing in June in all the other books but Justice League War is what happened after Justice League War. Right, right, because... In my um, opinion, that's what I think is going to happen. Right, because, no, that makes sense, because, I mean, Jeff John said, you know, Superman takes place, his Superman timeline takes place, you know, after everything. We don't know how far after, but it does happen. Right. Um, it does take place definitely after Doomed. So. Oh, definitely, way, way after Doomed. You know, he was like, I'm not touching this. And, yeah. and so, you know... We don't know where. I mean, you know, the, the the they say that there's the main 25 books that's going to have something happening, and but then you also have to remember there's a Justice League of America that right, it's also back. right that's coming back and it's going to have the same Justice League characters, and he said that is going to be way out of continuity. It's just going to be Justice League story. It's not going to be the epic. Uh, battles, right? It's just going to be Justice League stories. Right. It's like the old Justice League of America. They did their own story. They didn't affect the entire frickin' universe. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think the Dark Side War and the Anti-Monitor War is going to break the Justice League, the Jeff Johns book, away from everything else. Right. Because I think that they've learned that Putting Superman in a Justice League-controlled universe where his storylines are determined by what's going on in Justice League is what made it fair. 
Exactly. We've been saying that for how long? Since since the start, I was like, you can't have Justice League as a flagship. No. That, you know, I, I always said, you can't have Justice League as a flagship because it has to stay separate. Yeah. You know, it can't it, be it throwing just, everybody else around. It can't. Exactly. Everybody and else needs makes, to be in their own little ship doing their own little thing, and then, you know, they should be doing their and own that, thing. And that's the success of Batman. Batman stayed separate from everything. Yeah. And, you know, Brian Azzarello kept one woman separate from everything. Yep. The only person from the main the main the main three was Superman who was not kept separate of everything. Right. He was in a dinghy falling behind Justice League. <laughs> He's in a dinghy, yes. <laughs> he was. He was in a dinghy being towed by the Justice League storyline. So he really couldn't branch out on his own at all. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't even give him the opportunity to have the rope cut and let him try. So, yeah, that's what happened there. So, so let the spin doctor spin. You know, I don't know. Apparently Black Canary is a Batman character because she's always showing up in the Batman family. Of books when they talk about, you know, when they did the solicits this time. Mm-hmm. They're also going to do Batmite and Bizarro, so. But let's talk about Scooby-Doo um, team-up. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Scooby-Doo, where are you? Where did I well, put this comic? <laughs> you know, there I don't really like Scooby-Doo, but I like this because, you know, Clark's in it. Um... And it takes place at the Daily Planet, and whenever, apparently, when, you know, Perry says, Great Caesar's ghost, Great Caesar's ghost appeared. And they're trying to figure out if it's a real ghost or what. So, uh, Perry can walk through it, so, you know, they're not sure. So, Jimmy has his bow tie and his watch in this. Very old school. And Lois gives an excuse for where Clark is. His his stomach problems. Clark Kent is known in the reporting world as the guy that has the worst stomach habits ever. Yeah, he's not a healthy man. So, meanwhile, Clark is fighting off Mongol and Brainiac and who else? Uh, um, oh, is that Terra Man? I can't remember. He's writing in on, looks like Comet, uh, Pegasus or something. So anyway, he's fighting all these goons, and uh, of course he has to take care of them because he hears Jimmy's watch go off. And so he comes to the Daily Planet, um, looking very Superman-ish in his red trunks. And so he calls in um, uh, Mystery Incorporated, right? Right. So, um, so Lois is explaining in Metropolis it could be anything, a ghost, an alien, a supervillain, although I can't imagine Lex Luthor dressing up as a ghost. And, of course, Thelma can because, or Velma can because that was in Scooby-Doo Team-Up uh, number six. 
So Superman can even uh, put his uh, arm through the ghost. And so they're trying to figure out if it's an illusion or a projection or a hologram, and Clark realizes he uses his supervision and reveals their ghost is made of electromagnetic waves like a hologram. And so they got Caesar saying really cute things. Like, <laughs> you want salad? Caesar salad. <laughs> yeah. So Clark's trying to trace the waves to their source. And, uh, and what uh, I love about this comic is just to interject here is that right. Superman uses his brain. Oh, yeah. He's, he's like a detective. You know, gee, I wonder if that investigative reporter background. Yeah, I mean, he's doing better than Batman. So, yeah, and then the prankster shows up, and guess who was all behind it? So, Clark tried to go after him, of course, he was up like a hologram as well. And then there was a mirror involved. And um, then he put Splooge on um, Daphne and Freddy. Mm-hmm. It's actually lead paint to Superman, uh, to block Superman's vision. And so he's grabbing a hold of Prankster, and Prankster has a present. And, of course, Clark can't see through it because it's lead-lined. And he says, stay back while I open it. Everyone, it could be a bomb. And he goes, ugh, not a bomb, kryptonite. And Phoebe says, kryptonite? <laughs> and Daphne says, but kryptonite can hurt or kill Superman. And Lois has to explain, you're thinking of green kryptonite, Daphne. This is red kryptonite. <laughs> and so Jimmy says, red K always has a bizarre, unpredictable effect on Superman. And, of course, uh, Shaggy says, you mean, like, indigestion? No, that would be Clark Kent. Um, he says, no, like turning him into a baby or a giant ant or, oh, my gosh, now he's a giant super vampire. Now he's a super monster. And Daphne says, Superman's a mindless monster. This is a disaster. Of course, the prankster says, hee, 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 no, it isn't. It's my best prank ever to be continued. So, boys and girls, next month. Yep, it's it's a fun comic. It's it for is. children. It's meant for kids. So go and we're in. We're big kids. Yeah, we're really big kids. Um, so go into it with that frame of mind that it's it's not you know. But but I will say that this story is more serious than any of the Superman stories we've got in the entirety of the New Fifty Two. So. Well, everybody's in character, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's Sholly Fish. You can't go wrong with Sholly Fish, I'm saying. Sholly uh, Fish wrote one of my favorite New 52 stories, action comics, um, The Sandman, New F- uh, Future's End. So... New Future's End? Yeah, action comics, Future's End, where the sand, Superman, oh, Golden Times... Yeah, right. Sam Superman goes and finds him in Africa, and he's like, you need to take responsibility for your stuff, dude. Well, I loved his um, 
his backstories in Action uh, Morrison's Run when he did, like, the Kents, how they met and everything and how... Mm, mm. That was that was really touching. That was really good. Okay, so that was Scooby-Doo team-up, and apparently we're going to get another issue next month. Um, but it's also in digital as well. Okay, so the next one is World's... Okay, we're going to mention... There was a World's End this week. It wasn't much. Uh, but we're going to move on to World's Finest. Another yes. good issue. This was another great issue from Paul. Actually, the Superman ones, the Action, World's Finest, Future's End, and Scooby-Doo team-up were actually very good this week. It's hard mm-hmm. to decide who to go to go first and who goes second, you know? We were, we, before we 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 you know set the recording, we were trying to decide which one's gonna go first. Oh, this one's so good and that one's so good and yeah. Oh, I'm back. Okay. Hello. Well, the thing is, is that none of the stories are in continuity. Exactly. Action was a one and shot. World's finest takes place on Earth two. Future's end five years in the future. Scooby Doo team ups obviously not in con- continuity, so that's why they were so good because continuity sucks. Mhm. Especially New Fifty Two continuity. Mhm. So now they're getting rid of New Fifty Two, and uh, and continuity apparently, <laughs> which we all know is just crap. <laughs> messing around with us. And I can't get my pages to move. Um, this world finest is about the death of Lois Lane. And um, we talked a little bit about this last week. Um, Superman and Wonder Woman are making a sword out of kryptonite because apparently... Uh, that, Batman. Batman, not Superman. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, Batman and Wonder Woman. Yeah, Slap me, please. I said said them in the same phrase. Um, Actually, Batman thinks, no, Batman and Wonder Woman are making a kryptonite sword. Because apparently they've got That's a terrific idea. Yeah, apparently all aliens are kryptonians. Whatever. And they're trying to kill this chick, this Enri from Apocalypse. Uh, Yeah, whatever. So, um... Wonder Woman's using her Greek god buddies to help along, and my pages aren't moving. So, um, apparently they don't think past, you know, their own feet, you know, thinking, you know, oh, well, this would be bad if Clark ever came in contact with it. But they attack Henry with the sword. Now, before that, hold on, I'm trying to get this. Lois is interviewing this guy she met on the street, and she wanted to talk to him about what was happening. You know, the satellites were falling, buildings were falling, you know, apocalypse is coming. And so she went into the, I remember, I think last month I said, apparently Lois is, is Lane is susceptible to normalcy bias. Because she went into the Daily Planet and think that everything was going to be hunky-dory. And it was like, not really. <laughs> so this guy looks like, you know, Harry Harmless. And, you know, and she's interviewing him about, you know, what happened. And she says, everyone wants to hear your eyewitness description of what it was like when the satellites began hitting the tower. And he goes, everyone? So, as 
comic goes on, Kara has had a fight with Henry in the last issue, and she thought she won, but Henry's still around. So her and Clark decide, you know, we're going to have to deal with that. Uh, Batman and Wonder Woman have their handy-dandy kryptonite sword, so they go, of course, when they hear the boom from Henry, they attack her with the sword. And she's like, what? Uh, in the meantime, while they're attacking Henry with the sword, apparently little Harry Harmless was not so harmless. He was actually a dark side minion. He mm-hmm. got a letter opener and stabbed Lois Lane in the Daily Planet. And apparently he, you know, it's one of those possession things because he's holding his head like, what have I done? Yeah, in the one panel you can see his eye has a omega in it, so... Right. Yeah. Kind of and bad. I think I, I think it takes much more than a little enough to kill Lois Lane, but whatever. Well, it's sharp, and she hit a vital organ. You know, she's only human. <laughs> well, as soon as she gets stabbed, Clark goes, "Lois." Oh my gosh! And he takes off. And meanwhile, you know, Kara's doing some kind of training, and he just takes off lickety split around the globe. As he always does. And uh, then we get back to the battle in the Batcave with the Kryptonite Sword and Henry. He's kicking her butt. Um, So, um, Batman and Wonder Woman together with uh, Minerva, Diana, Venus, uh, Diana the Goddess. Uh, They go after Henry. And supposed mm-hmm. to kill her. Uh, Mercury takes her away, uh, Wonder Woman away, and uh, so there's a big giant boom when Henry hits the bottom of the Batcave. So Lois is, of course, the narrator of this book because she was resurrected as the Red Tornado. So uh, she says, "I think I heard." The sonic boom, the echo that used to mean Clark was rushing to bring back hot takeout from the carts in Singapore. Then an even louder noise, some sort of explosion. I felt him with me, his impossible warmth and strength, holding me, begging me to stay. And we see Clark, uh, Superman has Lois Lane in his arms, and she's in a pool of blood. And she says, and that was the last thing I heard. And he is over her body, saying, Lois. And apparently there's some disruption in the air at the Daily Planet because all the papers are swirling around them. And we see Lois's um, It's Superman article that she wrote with the headline. So, epilogue one, Lois narrates, I never saw my own funeral, but I'm told it was lovely. I can't explain what death was like. She came with grace and offered me passage. But the wind kept blowing her away. She promised me passage when my time came and then let me sleep. And we see, uh, she said, at least I couldn't hear Clark cry. Well, we see Superman, not Clark, Superman, standing over um, an, the the grave that has been filled in yet, and he drops a rose. Wonder Woman is in her morning regalia. Uh, there's Bruce and um, Helena. And Selena, I believe, at his side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Alfred, who still has two hands in this. Um, 
Clark is just crying. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And they said they say his nightmare screams were heard in the night across the whole world for weeks. No matter how he tried to muffle them, Clark, my wonder. I'm sorry I didn't let you protect me. And it shows her flowers, and he, he, um, there's a whoosh. She says, but I'm glad I didn't have to watch my father and my man cry, which made me cry. Oh, I'm in tears here now. Whew. General Lane steps up and puts his hand on Superman's shoulder. He says, know how you feel, Kent, my little girl. So General knew that Clark was um, Superman. And then he's still crying, too, and he looks all away, and he says, there must be something. And then Lois says, was that when Dad had the lunatic idea to preserve my neural patterns to give me a chance at a second life? It never should have worked. It would have worked if Mercury hadn't strengthened my soul by infusing me with a wind god, Eurus. Oh, so that must be what that was in the Daily Planet and also at the gravesite. Science and magic working together, giving me another chance. And we see Clark, uh, Superman still at the graveside. And that must be Mom and Pa Kent, too. Mom and Pa Kent are behind, um, in the previous panel, they're behind Wonder Woman and right. Batman. And, and they're, they're, also, they're, they're bawling their eyes out, so... Yeah. And they're also in this one where you see Lois in her coffin with the roses on her coffin, and Superman's still standing over it, and then we see uh, Mom and Pa Kent walking away. And we see, mm-hmm. see Lois... Um, why is this thing acting this way? Don't do this to me. It's a mon- wonderful moment. Um, oh, I hate it when it does this. I hate tablets. Okay? That's what I'm saying. Okay. Hold on. How'd you get that far? I wanted you to do that. You went. She says, "Why me? All the people since Lazarus." And Clark is still over the grave, and he he's hunched down, and he's got his hand over his eyes. She says, "Was it my reward for loving him, or punishment for my curiosity that barred me from heaven? And will I ever know?" Clark is just grieving his heart out. These were just so touching. And so, epilogue two was not long after that the invasion came for real. Steppenwolf and the parademons destroying our Earth inch by inch. Not that we didn't help him, throwing around nuclear weapons as though they would make a difference. Sloan even created fire pits of his own, supposedly to halt the spread of apocalypse control. Nothing really helped. Diana died, Clark died, Bruce died, and I slept. And we get to see their deaths. Also Steppenwolf and stupid Sloan. Epilogue 3. When I awoke in the hideous metal shell, not human, not machine, more of a soul caught in a thermos. But at least I had power. I could strike back, make a difference in the war, until the day Apocalypse appeared in the sky and we knew our world was doomed. And then she's speaking into a microphone as the red tornado. Now I'm a reporter again, putting down my last story, the story of the wonders who guarded us for so long and the way we all died in the hope that my story will live on after we are all gone. Isn't that every writer's dream? 
That's the last issue of World's Finest, right? This is, yeah, because it's not coming back post-convergence, so... This is the last issue. And it ends with Lois Lane as a red tornado chronicling what happened to Earth 2. Mm-hmm. So somebody's got to find it, right? Well, they say that all this is going to leak into um, Earth 2 society because you you have to remember they still survive in um, right. after this war. You know, they're still survivors. So mm-hmm. they say that they can re- still repopulate Earth 2 right. with these survivors. So they'll probably find Lois's recording, put it in a monument somewhere, and say, this is, you know, this is the warning, this is the heeding, we have a second chance. Yep. Um, okay, so do you want to go over action? Which was the one shot? <laughs> you, you're giving me the you're giving me the hard one to read, aren't you? Oh yeah, really. Um. Okay, let me just just looking for it. Uh, I will do action. I'm looking for it it's somewhere here. Hmm? Okay. It was a bizarre and, story. I don't usually like bizarros because halfway through they screw up the opposite language, but Pack stayed pretty on on course with the opposite stuff. Uh, Peck actually in, said, in you know, he he didn't he did an interview with with someone, and he said that um, to make sure he stayed on point, he got several people to read over it, right. and if he and if he went um, opposite opposite language, he would um, correct himself, or he'd have these people correct it for him rather. Right. And so that he said, you know, he wanted to stay true to um, Bizarro language. Where is this thing? The other thing that I like is we get to see New 52, see Bizarro World. When in all actuality, New 52 has been Bizarro World. You want to get ah, down there to it. <laughs> and uh, more, the Bizarro World we're presented with is more old school than... You know, and more fleshed out than the New Fifty Two Superman world. Yeah, and it's it's still it's still bizarro world. It you know from right. what I from what I knew, it's still that world. It hasn't changed. Right. Okay, I've got it. So we start with um, Superman falling into this red dimensional spiral boom tube thing, and he says, "I'm," and you've got thought you've got thought bubbles, and he says, I'm Superman. I've seen just about anything you can imagine. Just this year, I fought Doomsday, became a monster myself, and barely saved the world from Brainiac, the Phantom King, and the Ultra-Humanites. Every day, I tackle the unpredictable. But this Wednesday, I don't know where or how, I find myself spiraling miles beyond the unpredictable. Straight past continuity. And then we see this portal opening up into a square world, or a cube world, and he says, smack dab into impossible. My mind bends, scrambling to make sense of it all. 
Physics doesn't allow for square planets, not to mention the cheese. Now, the cheese is basically, their moon looks like a, a block of cheese. But as cockeyed as everything is, I recognize the geography and the city and a twisted but familiar voice. And we see him flying, you know, and as he's flying through the atmosphere, there's this fire burning around him and he looks down and then somebody says goodbye and then he says and then somebody says husband and he says Lois and he says no I, I'm not your husband but I know you or someone like you in my world and he's cut off by the scream by bizarre Lois and she's like looking at him, like, horrified. And he says, and then he looks at her, shocked, and says, oh, my God. And she says, you am so pretty. And then we have um, the title page where it says, mirror cracked. And we have Zaro zooming in, and he um, more cracks his hand across the man's jaw. And he says, many ways, Lois, Zaro make it all bad. Watch me hug beautiful man into ground. And so he's beating up Superman, and Superman still has a beard. And, you know, we, you know how much we love this beard. And so Superman says, hold on, I'm not your enemy. Then Zaro, punching him, says, that's right, you are my best friend ever. And then so Superman's thinking, and he says, he says, as he pounds me through a building. And he says, damn it, wait. And he says, all right, I get it. It's an opposite world. I'd almost, it'd almost be funny if he wasn't strong enough to kill me. And then Bizarro says, stop him right now, as he punches him in the face. And then, um, you know, some man uh, retaliates and he punches him and says, I'm not here to fight you. And then he thinks, oh, man, now he's got me doing it. And then he says, listen to me. I'm just a visitor. Let's just talk for a minute. And then we have a boot to Superman's face. It's a great idea. There's a crack. And Bazaar says, me trust you so much because you talk just like Metallo, greatest hero Bizarro world ever saw. Then we have an off speech bubble that says, thank you for the kind words, Bizarro, even though I know from you, they mean the opposite. Bizarro says, hooray. And then we look over and we see um, the villain of this world is Metello, and he speaks normally. And he says, hooray indeed. And all hail Metello, protector of Bizarro Bizarro I've captured all your friends, and now that I've finally shown your face, and now that we've finally shown your face again, I'll crush you and ensure the, my reign of order and reason over Bizarro World. And we see that the entire Justice League is captured, or the Bizarro League is captured, and I think the funniest person here in the Bizarro League is um, Wonder Woman because she's made out of clay. She's a statue. Yeah. 
And so, and so Bizarro is pink too, which is strange. Yeah, Flash is like weird and like timid, and I don't know if he he's slow in this world or if he <laughs> because the opposite of Flash would be slow. Yeah. And slow, and so, yeah, because he's like moving really slow, and he's like he's still trying to move while everybody else is captured. Right. And so Bizarro, Bizarro starts fighting um, Metallo, and he's like, me, I'm super happy to enjoy good times with friends like you. And Superman is like, he's so confused. He's like, gosh. And he starts fighting, and he's just, I'm still figuring out the rules of the opposite speed, but I get the message loud and clear when Metallo robot arms attack me. And then so Bizarro is still going and says, get in, way, get in the way, friend. Me, I'm not taking care of it now. And so he inhales and he lets out a fire breath. And Superman's like, fire breath? Sure, why not? <laughs> and so, you know, he helps Bizarro and he grabs Metallo and says, all right, Metallo, it's time to give up. These heroes aren't going to let you destroy the world today. And, he's, and then he says, obviously, you moron. And then we have the Injustice League, the Zara League, excuse me, um, which do call themselves the Injustice League, which is very confusing. Um, you know, they're unleashed, and Aquaman has, like, a, a fishbowl on his head. Flash is moving so slowly, he's fallen over, and he's just, like, trying to get somewhere. And, you know, Batman is this, this hideous monster. <laughs> his, his ears are flopping down. And, like you know, Wonder rabbit. Woman... Like the bunny, like a bunny rabbit. <laughs> Wonder Woman like is a just mini a statue. Uh, yeah, and Wonder Woman is just a statue. And, you know, um, Metallo is screaming at Superman. He's like... They're the ones who want to destroy it. And Bizarro's got his arms in the air and he's like, everybody panic. And so, you know, Batman says, Injustice League, saving you now. And, you know, Bizarro's got this huge smile on his face and he's like, boo-hoo-hoo, which is laughing. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. he's like, and... Yeah, poor Clark is so out of his league. He's like, wait a minute. And so, you know, they they destroy the entire city. And they, you know, they stand over it. And all the citizens are, like, ecstatic with it. And so we go on and basically Clark discovers that the citizens of Bizarro Plus are happy when the city when the city is destroyed, mm-hmm. because everything is opposite in this world, right? And you know, I like what he says here that you know he's talking to Metallo, who is normal speak, who understands normally because he's mm-hmm. the villain, so he's opposite, so he understands everything. And he's like, they're destroying the world, you know, this this is not right. And he says, maybe to you and me, but look at them. You know, 
they're smiling, aren't they? I mean, they actually look like they're having the time of their life. And these people are getting hit and beaten up, and they're like, I mean, huge smiles, bigger than the jokers on their face, and they're like, boo-hoo-hoo. And he says, but they don't see it that way. Right? They don't see the mess. They don't see the the the, the chaos and the destruction. They see it as the Injustice League, the Bizarro, you know, Bizarro saving the world. And for them, it's it's the it's the day, you know, it's 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 making their day. Mm-hmm. And so then we splash over to another page where there's a rip. Well, Superman's trying to fly through the rip because it's still open and he's trying to get back to his world. But out of it comes Doomsday. 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 And so, and so Superman says, Fun time's over. I can't hesitate. Doomsday is built to kill every living thing he sees. I've got to get him as far away as possible. So he flies into two moons that they have. And everybody's like, ooh, because of the destruction. And he, so Bizarro comes up to him and says, who am your new friend, friend? And he says, it's Bizarro, Doomsday, the worst monster you've ever fought. And then he tries to explain to him by using reverse psychology that is, or reverse speak that, you know, Bizarro's bad news. So Doom, um, Bizarro flies in and he takes on Doomsday and, you know, he rips him apart and basically the same thing that happened in Doomsday happened to Bizarro. He inhales the poison spores, and he transforms into Dumbaro. And, you know, he's got spikes coming out everywhere, and he's got antlers and horns and everything. And he says, you know, and he heads back to Earth, and Superman is like, he's been infected just like I was by a creature that exists only to kill every living thing that it sees. And so he, Bizarro is heading back to Earth, and he hits Earth with his Bizarro lays, uh, or his Doomy Bizarro lays, and he says, and Superman says, I blitz after him, but he's too fast, and the killing mist rolls in from his hand. I'm too late. I've blown it. Everything turns into really cute things, and you just see this, like, My Little Pony world of, bunnies and puppies and kittens and cherries and strawberries and flowers and everything is just cute. And it's this whole splash page of cuteness overload. And everybody is afraid of it. Everybody's like, it's like the worst thing ever. (laughs) And so Batman or Bad-Zaro jumps and he says, in Justice League, hug the bunnies. And then we have my favorite panel in this entire book. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, Sylvan comes in and he's like, but it's too late. Even though Doomsday's manifesting is completely different and backwards on this world, right? And then this little imp comes in and he says, that beard's not cute. And they literally rip it off his face, okay? His face is pulled to all sides, and he's like, whoa, what happened? 
And yes, the beard is officially gone. And so then we have Ah. Bizarro. Yay. (laughs) Then we have Bizarro. um, Basically, this is mocking, for me, mocking the internal dialogue that happened with Doomy and Superman in in Doomsday, right? Or in Doomed, rather. And so we have Bizarro has now two antlers, like like a stag. Mm-hmm. And on each antler is his angel and his devil, represented by his bizarro self and doomsday. And bizarro is like bizarro me. You me know you total failure. Me know you never have hero insight, which basically means, in opposite speak, he knows that he's, you know, a hero. Mm-hmm. He believes in himself. And so, um, Doomsday says what he said, only without the meaning, the opposite. Get it? And so, Bizarro himself finds the strength in himself to fly away from Bizarro Earth. And he flies into, I have no idea, another square? Something like that, yeah. Something like he flies into of a black hole. It's like yeah, it's probably a white hole since it's a bizarre world. White square, exactly. And so he flies into that and he sacrifices himself. And so Clark is rubbing his beardless chin and he's saying, He he did it. He saved us all. And then you have Lois looking up and all the cute stuff is popping away and she's like, Bizarro Wherever you are, me am so happy me never ever see you again. And obviously it means the total opposite. She's heartbroken that he's gone. And she's just looking up at this guy. And Superman, my second favorite panel, says, Lois, I I mean, me not care at all either. Bizarro real jerk. Deserved what he got. Never cared about anyone, especially you. And she's crying, and she's looking down, and she says, Me not appreciate your words, man. No thank you at all. Can we just stop right there? I think that's mm -hmm. a very important panel. Oh, yeah. No, I was going to stop right there. Okay. Um, Because it's not Bizarro. It's Clark speaking in Bizarro speak. But basically, it parallels his own relationship with his Lois. Remember, the first thing we saw was... He thought that she was his Lois, but then he realized that she wasn't. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he basically tells her, he says, I care, you know, I care. Um, and she says, you know, I've, I've been a real jerk. And, uh, and that, uh, you know, it appears that I've never cared about anyone, especially you. Where you know he has cared about her. So basically, he's telling in Bizarro speak that I care about you, probably more than anybody else, you know. And uh, but she gets his message loud and clear, clear in Bizarro speak. Mm-hmm. Oh. So what I think it is is you know even though it's how would he know Bizarro cares about Lois or right. Bizarro Lois. 
unless he's relating his own feelings towards mm-hmm. love. Right. And so the fact that if you know I'm going to translate it into normal English, you know, he says he cares a lot about her. Right. You know, he and he cares especially about Lois. So right. it's impossible for him to know how Bizarro feels about Lois, right? Right. But, she, but um, unless he is her he, husband. Exa- unless he's equating it to right. his feelings for her. Right. And so I hope that they keep this in his memory bank when he returns right. to Earth. Right. Because evidently it, he's, he's telling the world how he feels about Lois. In this, or he's telling Lois at least. And the thing is, he does care about Lois above all. Mhm. And yep. it's not just it's not just this Lois and this Bizarro, you know. He's equating it to his Lois. Right. If if he had to leave his Lois behind, he cared about her more than anybody else. Right. And so, before we get too cheery-eyed and jerky, you know, we have a tiny speech bubble saying goodbye. And then we have Bizarro coming back. And I just love that all these Bizarro creatures have the hugest smiles on their face. Mm-hmm. Because it shows how they truly are happy. Right. We've never seen this on Superman. We've never seen him truly, truly happy. Sure, they should be. They should be frowning. People admire him that much either. (laughs) You know, we've never seen people cheer that he's back. Mm Mhm. Except in Future's End. Look at Doomed. When he came back, when he came back, Batman tells him hide. Wonder Woman, you know, doesn't pitch up to see him. Lana and Steel tell him, lay low. You know, we're handling everything in Smallville. The only person who told him come back and come out into the sunlight was Lois Lane. Right. And so I think it's very telling. And I think it's sort of uh, Greg Tech's way of showing us I do know what Superman's all about, but I can't write him right now the way yeah. he's meant to be written. Right. I think this is a very, very clever story that he picked, you know, um, in telling a true Superman story mm-hmm. through Bizarro's through through Bizarro's world. Right. And and so anyway, we have this huge uh, boo from the crowd, you know. But it's actually the opposite. They're cheering for him. And, you know, Lois looks ecstatic. And she's like, Bizarro, me and, me and hate you so much. And he's smiling at Lois. And he's landing next to Lois. And he's like, me and hate you. And Clark's looking at them. And to me, it's like he's longing for that relationship. Mm-hmm. Because the way he's looking up at, at Bizarro is Bizarro is the hero 
he's appreciated by the world. I mean, he gets a huge boo cheer from the crowd, and he has somebody who loves him, hates him. Mm-hmm. And so Bizarro pushes Superman out, and he's like, Superman, worst friend of Bizarro world ever. He not understand us. Never. And um, so then they promote the new Bizarro book coming out in June. And Superman says, who says a Superman story doesn't have an unhappy ending? Yeah, and he's giving Superman a thumbs down, too. Yeah, he, and I think it's it's also, I think Greg Pak knows what the fans want, what the Superman yeah. fans want, and he's representing us in the Bizarro world. Right. You know, we're basically saying, you suck, New 52 Superman. Get rid of that beard. <laughs> Um, well, like like I said, you know, the only way Greg Pak can put Lois in action is to make her bizarre Lois. Right. You know, and, you know, I, it made me wonder, you know, we, we're going over all these things that Clark could remember. Action 12, hello. Mm-hmm. He married Lois About, in Action 12. Was that, taken, was that taken away from him or does he remember that? I don't know. That's just it. Was it taken away from Lois? Because he told her that they were married. You see, see, all of this is why Superman doesn't have a good foundation. It's because they took away so much from him. And they're trying to build this world on top of no foundation. Yeah. What happens, Holly, when you build something on no foundation? Oh, art. Exactly. The whole thing about building your house on a good foundation or on rock or whether you're building it on sand. If you build it on sand, it's going to fall apart eventually. It's going to erode. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, so yeah, I would, I would suggest if you want a clever story and a fun story mm-hmm. action comics fussy yes it was good I'm going to pick it up when I go pick up my stuff yep me too um okay and last but not certainly not least Future's End again voted best issue this week <laughs> <laughs> um and that was kind of hard to do because we had so many good things this week. I don't know that we're going to get any Superman Lois next week, though. It would be a bummer. Mm, yeah, no, I I think next week is a Batman issue. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, and they're coming down to the final countdown. This is the, this was the what? The 11th? This is and it came out? Yeah. And it goes to 49 on the 1st, I think. 40-something. 40, 40 I'll check for you now. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. The thing that we really, 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 really liked was, <laughs> um, just in case you didn't know, the art for Clark this week, amazing. 
it was it was really 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 good i mean mm-hmm. i haven't seen clark look this good in a while yeah so clark they you know, the the giant harley davidson control is still <laughs> stuck in new, in new jersey yeah, in new york you um, just <laughs> close enough um so Clark and Shazam are up in the air having a di- this discussion. He goes, remind me who that is. And Shazam says, Dr. Polaris, Superman, he's been helping out. But he's a criminal. I still don't, don't trust him. So Clark turns on the on the you know, the vision. And he goes, his point is a fair one. Brainiac's device, it trendles form a network that stretches for miles. It'll take me hours to dig them up. So... Uh, Dr. Polaris suggests um, that his magnetics will have detached everything connected to the machine. And so Clark goes, Kryptonian? And he goes, Dr. Polaris says, you are alien, are you not? And he says, I see what you mean, Shazam. (laughs) And she says, oh, yeah, he's king of the xenophobes. He also belongs in jail. Need a hand with that? So they're getting this this control out of the street. And Clark says, no, I have this. Of course, he has it on his back. He's flying it into space. He says, you and Firestorm continue with rescue and recovery, and it might not hurt to remind your friend of how to play nice with others. That's right, Clark. He should have learned that in kindergarten. (laughs) So, um, Clark says, since we can't take the chance of destroying this this on Earth, he flies it into the sun, of course. And he says, I'll incinerate it the best way possible. And that closes the book on Brainiac. Sure, Clark. Yeah, sure. So he flies back. Of course, there's a school bus scene, but Clark is not involved in it. Now, we get to the really good stuff. Uh, (laughs) Superman flies uh, to the rubble area. Lois Lane is standing there. They even got tape around the, I guess, where the control was. And he goes, she goes, you're back. When I saw you fly away, well, I had my doubts. And Superman says, of course I'm back, Lois. And he's standing in front of her, looking into her face, and he goes, I'm needed. And she looks up at him, and she says, is this temporary until New York gets back on its feet, or are you back for good? And he gives us this really cool smirky smile. And she turns away and is like kind of, you know, putting her hair behind her ear or whatever, and she goes, ah, oh, the mysterious approach goes with the beard, which I like, by the way. Welcome home, Superman. And that mm. ends it. And that ends it! <laughs> uh, this is, um, for me, it reminds me of what Tom Welling and Erica Durant used to do. And mm-hmm. they, they used to do a lot of acting just yeah. with their eyes. Right. And, I mean, they could make anyone blush with with their eye, what I call eye sex, right? Right. Um, it's where basically they, they just need to look at each other and, you know, your TV gets heated and has to switch off. Um, and so, I mean, this is drawn by the same person who did the um, four man 
uh, Wembley Stadium kiss, right? Oh, okay. And and for me, a single page, a single page compared to his entirety book work, right, of that mm-hmm. scene where, you know, this page has more chemistry yeah. than the, that entire book has. So, I mean, it, Lois Lane is the only person who can play with Superman like this. And Superman right. is the only person that can make Lois Lane... I think she's blushing, and she's like, ugh, you know, and she's like trying to cool herself down in that in that right. panel because of that of that look he gives her. It's like mm-hmm. uh, he's X-ray visioning. I'm sorry, he is so X-ray visioning her there, and he's like, hey, Lois, haven't seen you in a long time, Lois. <laughs> hey, baby. Lois, <laughs> so I'm you back. Know, Hello. Lois, lo- I'm back. <laughs> and you know. You know, we can play the cheesy 80s music now because of that thing, 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 you know, because the... He wasn't smiling like that in Africa, was he? I don't think so. No, no, he was, He didn't, you know, he didn't have Lois in Africa, so... Mm-mm. And you know, maybe if he had Lois in that little mud tent, he would have been happy. Um, but the fact is, you know, when he flies off to the sun, he disposes of the brainiac thing. Supposing he flies back to his love lane. Yeah. Well, and, and his she, line about, I'm needed, she told him when he was in the crater, I need you. Mm-hmm. So exactly. it's like, you know, he says, I'm needed. And then he gives her that look like, hey, see you on the balcony tonight. You know, and I'm like, ooh, class. Don't lock the door. And, don't, don't lock, leave the door open. I'm coming. I, and he, you know, it means you, it means you want me to show up. I mean, he can walk. He can, you know, he can unlock the door. It's no biggie, but you know, it shows her. <laughs> well, and it's remember, it's a whole thing about even on Smallville is like Clark before Clark declared his was it no before he declared his love, he um, told Lois how much he needed her. And that's mm-hmm. what Lois wanted, remember, in, um, oh, what was it? Like when she was going to Africa, yeah. right, she tells him, I would stay for you if you needed yeah. me. Right. Right. Well, and, this and is, she told Ollie, too, that she she just wanted to be needed. Mm-hmm. In Bride. Yeah. Yep. That was the episode. She tells, you know, she she just wants some, she thought that he would need her. And so, exactly. And, I mean, that is, you know, he's needed and he needs her. You know, Mm -hmm. that's, it's one page of explaining Superman and Lois Lane. Okay, people, more chemistry here than your entire collection of books. Yeah, really. I mean, they just yeah, and it's understated I mean, because they let the art speak, right? You know, and and you know, Lois Lane has to add in her tremendous amount of talking, and Superman is just that silent, one-lining look that he gives her, and it's just magic. It's interesting that. 
five years later, she likes the beard. Well, don't we all like the beard five years later because he's actually, right. you know, not but a... He's, I'm thinking that the circumstances behind the beard are different five years later than they are when he showed up and doomed and wasn't doing jack crap. Right, because here it's, he was in Africa, he was hi, in hiding, right? But still he's doing come things, back. Though. Exactly. You know, in Africa he was still farming, he was still helping people. And right. the thing is, when he comes back, he says, no, I'm Superman, I'm going to do my job. Right. As opposed to Doom, he was like, well, I'm going to listen to Batman because Batman says I'm going to lay low. So I'm just going to stay here in the dark room. Woe is me. Yeah, I can't wait for her to welcome Clark to the planet. Oh, no, I'm I'm waiting for the balcony scene first. I'm like, <laughs> Dude's been in Africa for two years. Give some lower. Been there. We've been longer too. Because he, the war happened supposedly four years ago, and then he he went into hiding. So he's probably been there longer, maybe three or four years. Yeah, he needs he needs, uh, he needs some lower. He needs some lower. Okay. Yeah. That face is halos. Um, tonight, baby, tonight. And it's not oily or flower, you know, foam man fish. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just eye flutting, okay? And yes, they do let the art talk, so I'm very glad that they actually got a person that makes Clark look good and not like a stick or a scarecrow. No offense to that other guy, but... I'm glad they got and OMG the fomancers can turn on an artist so quickly. This poor guy Are you kidding? This poor guy, right, he is a foam he um I don't know if he's a fomancer or what, right? Because I don't follow him. But I did go onto his um Instagram because he had posted, you know, how he, the process that he went about to draw these pages. Mm-hmm. And the amount of hate he received from a few months ago, these people that were praising his work just because he drew a Superman and Lois Lane scene is unbelievable. I mean, he had something like a hundred comments on his one page when he you know, where he shows it's Lois, and he says, yes, this is Lois and this is the man. Uh, and I think he said flirting or something, you know, making eyes or something like that mm-hmm. on his Instagram. And the amount of hate that he received from Fomance people who were, you know, a few weeks ago praising him because he drew this um, uh, commission art that mimics um, kingdom come, right? Right. And a few weeks ago, they were praising him. This week, they they literally opened the can of heat on him. And it's, it's very sad. And he was like, and I tweeted, you know, I tweeted this whole pen, and I was like, thank you so much for this. And, you know, I got a few retweets from other, you know, close people. And he mm-hmm. faved it, and he, and he replied, thank you. Right. So 
at least he knows he's appreciated. I mean, I don't well, send yeah. him hate. I don't send him hate when he when he do a poor man's issue. I don't. No. I don't understand why these people have to send him hate for drawing a oh. course issue. Well, and here's the thing: Did I send a, a a tweet or whatever communication to the guy who made Superman look like a scarecrow with a hillbilly beard? No. <laughs> Did I send anything to Rags Morales? No. no. <laughs> so I mean, we just we don't even don't tweet Jim that. Lee. You know, when Jim Lee. Drew JLA twelve. I didn't tweet him about it. You know. Nope. So I don't understand why. And it's 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 pure jealousy at the end of it's petty, uh, petty. Sorry, not petty. Um, it's petty jealousy at the end of the day. Yep. They they can't see uh, Lois and Superman. Even looking at each other, there is no physical contact in the entire panel. Right? No. They don't touch each Put other. Their hands they just. Themselves. They just yeah. Because if they were touching, then this would have been like the comics code authority wouldn't have allowed it to be on panel. You know. Um, We'd have to play that porn music. Boom! Chicka wow wow. <laughs> That's the one. And you know the thing is. I don't understand how you can just turn and hate on a person. I don't either. I mean, I mean, hate them, hate them in your own capacity. Talk about them, but don't tweet them and start something. No, and don't no, go, no. Don't go on their Facebook page or their or their, you know, Instagram or whatever it is, and say you suck now because you drew a nice uh, Superman and Lois Lane, like. I mean, one of the comments was, why are they smiling at each other? Like, Maybe because they like one another? I was like, that I wanted to, I want, I really wanted to stir the pot there. But I said, no, I'll, I'll keep out of it, you know. Let them try to figure it out in their own feeble mind. Yeah, I just tweeted this guy and I said, you know, thank you for this panel. He saved it. He thanked me. That's all. And... I don't. I don't send him hate of you know. Oh, how you doing a kingdom come, Superman and Wonder Woman in bed naked and why are you doing this? You you suck. He did. You, you suck. Yes, yes. I will. If you want to see the picture, I can send it. No, please. I think I've seen it and I blocked it. Yes, and he drew a commission for somebody. It's not oh. in a comic. It's not in a comic. It's right. somebody paid him to draw, and he is an artist. That's how he makes his money. So I can exactly. understand that. So I can understand that. He has to draw what... If I send him an email tomorrow saying, please draw me a Kingdom Come style uh, Superman and Wonder Woman in bed, you know, he's going to have to do that. Well, you know, here's the thing. He is part of creative team. Now, if they think everything's hunky-dory when they get what they want in the comics, I mean, it still has to be done by the scriptwriter, the artist, the editors, you know, all that stuff it has to be approved and, and everybody's, like, okayed with it, especially the final with the editors. They can change stuff or whatever. If they're happy with that, then they can't go hating on one guy, who, uh, one person in that process. They have to go after everybody. Mm-hmm. So to go after him, obviously it's written in the script that Superman flies back and meets 
Lois Lane and says these words and has this expression, and this is what we want in the scene. Okay? You can't pick on him. It's not his idea necessarily. I mean, he can decide, you know, how they face each other and that kind of thing. But it's still, even that has to be somewhat approved and stuff. Good, I mean, because he, I mean, he said he penciled it in, right, and he had to send everything to Dan Jurgens for approval. Right. Because Dan, Dan at the end of the day, is, is doing Superman's portion of the story. Right. So he said this is his, you know, because he's an artist, so he was giving tips to other artists, and he said, um, you know, he did a, number one, this is a rough pencil Number two is a, a fine line pencil, and then number three is is when he pencils it and sends it to the inker. Right. And so all of the steps, you know, a rough pencil is approved by Dan Jurgens. A, a light pencil is approved. Dan Jurgens says, "Yes, this is what I was thinking in my head," or you know, right. this is what, or or make them look a little bit more, make the smile a bit, whatever. And then he sends it to the inker. Right. And then it's approved. That that's it's done, right? And so I don't understand why, when it's their way, then you know they're all happy and they're praising this guy. When it's not, you know. And then he tweet. And then because he he Instagrammed this picture of of Lois and and Buck. Mm-hmm. Um, the one formancer who runs the formance blog and everything blocked him. I was like. Okay. I'm like, oh my goodness, you people need to grow up. Seriously. And then he had to, and then he tweets in a picture of two men and, and one woman from, uh, you know, the the birthday issue, whatever it was, uh, for the man who has everything, where she gives him the bottle that she has candle and she and she kisses him. And then he's like, you know, two man, one woman. Hashtag. You know, so he's like trying to win them over again, and I don't understand why. Well, I'm, I mean, nobody wants to be unpopular, but the thing about it is, is that, I mean, these people are. I mean, he might as well just forget it. I mean, they are totally unreasonable. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, we've tried to talk to him early on about. Oh, well, Lois is just, you know, he wasn't with Lois all the time. You know, he had all these other girlfriends that were much better than her and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, not really. You know, and then kingdom come. I'm like, that was out of continuity. Mark Wade said if he knew they were going to use it as a template, he'd never have done it that way. I mean, but you can't convince these people. And they got what they wanted. Because obviously it was what Jim Lee wanted. And so they got what they wanted, and now they got these spoiled kids. Yeah, true. They're going to attack people. You know, we don't attack people. We were like, we'll talk crap about them on Twitter and stuff, but we don't go attacking them. Yeah, no. You know, I have never, I have gotten a lot of hate. Uh, you know, uh, it's not just on on Twitter. It's Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram because I have mm-hmm. all of those, mm-hmm. and it's because I post a Lois and Superman picture. Mm-hmm. 
And I do not reply, I do not feed the trolls, I simply block or ignore, and I go on with my merry business. I don't, I don't tell them anything. They bring hate me, I just like, whatever. I don't have time for this. And I go and post another Lowe's and Cock picture. Just to rub it in. <laughs> Um, the and, interaction, and, I'm sorry, go ahead. And, you know, it's it's the same thing that what you say. I don't hate on them. You, I've always said they can love the romance as much as they want. It's their thing. I don't understand it, but I'm not going to love it. So I'm going to talk. I'm going to, I don't talk crap about the fans. I talk crap about what I see on the panel. Right. Um, so that's enough about them. Uh, mm. you know, I was having a beautiful just, just to rub it in, just to rub it in, it was a beautiful panel. And I'm going to tweet page. it again. It was a beautiful page. I'll tweet the whole thing all over again. There you go. Um, back in the issue, we've got Brother Eye Zombies now. Oh, great. Yeah. Going to take on Terry and uh, Plastique, apparently. Uh, looks like next week we've got Batman Present Day, or Five Years in the Future, rather, day, uh, taking on Terry. Um, we've got the Atom. Come on. Move, Paige. Paige, move. Don't move. Um, uh, is uh, that Grifter? Do we yeah, have Grifter, Grifter with yeah. the gun. Yeah, it looks that way. Mm. Hopefully I don't see a key hanging from his ear, so it's not the key. It's probably Grifter. Gore porn next week. Uh, we got Plastic. And is that Tim? Some plastic, and some uh, coil, and key trying to keep out the zombies. Yeah. And and um, then if you haven't seen the cover for it, um, it's... Plastic holding a bloody Terry McGinnis and um, the the bat symbol, the the Batman Beyond bat symbol, which is a red bat, is all shut up and bleeding. So people are um, thinking Terry McGinnis is going to go dead. Goodness, that's not right. Okay. And so. Yeah. That comes out Wednesday, so we don't have a long And And Terry is not really doing uh, he, what he's supposed to have been doing because Brother Eye is taking over, and, you know, that's, as we've seen, what leads to, um, you know, the, the future. And, and what he's done is he's taken all these dead bodies that was in this... Um, facility that they're in and he's threaded his his wiring through them and he's made them, you know, red eyed, uh cy- uh cyborgish zombie human things, which is what we see in the future. The the bots, you know. Mm-hmm. So Terry, you're a useless future person coming back. And you know, I said this at the start when I saw the future's end cover, I said the wrong person to send back. Terry McGinnis is a useless Batman. Well, he's taking out with plastique all over town, so... Exactly. You know, he's wasting all his time. This is exactly what happened 
in the entire Batman Beyond series, okay, every episode you watch, Terry McGinnis is getting into trouble. He's he's uh, too obsessed with his girlfriend to to know that he's getting into trouble. Mm-hmm. And then when he realizes he's in trouble, it's too late, and Bruce has to come in and save him. Lovely. So I said this at the beginning. You can go and check. When we read that first issue um, of Future's End, and I said they're sending Terry McGinnis back in time, wrong move. Bad move. Bad move. Okay. So, tell us what's in store for us next week, Tej. 18th March. (laughs) Fetchna went ahead of time onto the DC website to check what was coming out. Uh, we have Superman 39, Let's Hope, Cross Fingers, it comes out, uh, which is the uh, Jimmy story. Mm. We have we have uh, Earth 2, World End. I'm not... I stopped reading this book. I don't even... I just look at the cover and the last page to know what's going on. Um, it, it's really become a bore for me because now mm-hmm. it's just... It's the ending of the world. We, you know. Mm. Um, we have Supergirl 40 coming out. If you remember the last issue, Con was being cloned. Dun, dun, dun. Um, for me, we have Batgirl 40 coming out. Right. Um, I want to see what they're going to do with this whole thing. Um, Future's End 26 coming out. We just talked about it. Mm-hmm. And then Batman Superman 20, which is the end of um, Superman's Joker storyline. Hey. So, no Foreman. Foreman has been moved to April Fool's Day, um, which is surprising because they never do that. They never delay the Foreman so much. Right. And I was like, Okay, what's in the book? You know, here's here's the other thing. Next week, two graphic novels from the Fomance book. The first one and the second one. Mhm. Why are they trying to sell those off before the, anybody reads the seventeenth one? Now you know you know what's what's odd to me is that they already released the first one. Exactly. And they're re-releasing it. So I'm like, what is going on here? Are they trying to grab the money while they can? It, I, it looks like it, because yeah. they I know specifically that this book came out because I saw a review for it on um, on my timeline. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why are they even collecting this in a book? This is a waste of paper. Thousands <laughs> of trees died for this paper, and you are wasting it. Well... And then they yeah. have the and then they have the second one where it was the doom duck where she's slicing his head off. Yeah. So, so I guess it's one through six and seven through twelve. Yeah. Yeah. And you know they're, they're putting that in place of the foreman should have come out this week because this wasn't scheduled right. to come out. This was oh. like this was scheduled to come out end of the month and I've been moved up. So. Yeah. 
Something's happening in 17. Something is happening. And I don't, you know, I'm not jinxing it or anything, so I'm not going to say anything, but something is up. Mm-hmm. Why else would they be hiding that book? I don't see Batman Superman for next week. Well, I saw Batman Superman. You have to press the arrow. You have to press the arrow. I press the arrow and I get nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Batman Eternal, Batman Up My Butt, Batgirl. <laughs> Batman Up My Butt. <laughs> I still don't see Batman Superman. I saw Batman Superman. Oh, where did this thing go? What? Oh, where did it go? Yeah, the comics. All right, give me a calendar, which you're not going to show me anything. Oh, these, they've got, they got elves. Elves somewhere. Okay, that's not what I wanted. The DC Comics website is built on gremlins have taken over it. I know, it's awful. It never gives you what you want. I mean, you type in Superman and you get no results. I'm like, what? They don't. They don't publish Superman. What are you talking about? No, you type okay, in that and even get in no alphabetical order. What the hey? Batman Superman Annual comes out April first. Batman Superman twenty, okay, comes out the eighteenth, but it's not in the next week thing. I can't find it in the next week thing. Okay. Yeah, the next week. The next week thing is showing. Um, Next next week and mm-hmm. and it's all mixed up so you have to just look at it. Okay. So and we're getting a Batman Superman annual again. It hasn't even been Right. And I'm just looking at this graphic novel. It's Superman One Woman Volume One Power Couple. This was already released. Yeah. Why are they re- why are they re releasing it? I'm telling you, it's because they wanna get the money while they can. And then volume two, what's it, War and Peace. Yeah, that's Wonder Woman's logic trying to escape this. I will make peace with war. Yeah, that makes sense. Not really. So we only have, let's see, today's the 14th. Two weeks. No, two and a half weeks before Convergence. $24 for this piece of rubbish. Okay, it collects it collects 8 to 12, Annual 1, mm-hmm. Superman Wonder Woman Futures End, and Wonder Woman Futures End. Well, Whew. that basically said that they broke up four and a half years ago. Yeah, but nobody believed it. All they believed was that kiss at the end and all that. Jeez, Louise, you know. There weren't a kiss at the end. Even she just grabs him out of nowhere and she just yanks him into a kiss. And then she goes and she becomes the the god of peace. And I'm like, the hell is happening here? (laughs) Who was on drugs that day? And, oh, okay. You've released this already, DC Comics. I'm telling you, they're trying to get the money while they can. $17. Catwoman 40 comes out on March 25th. Everybody give Catwoman a shout-out because it's her 75th anniversary, too. Yes. Go go buy Catwoman. Um, 
And so they're not releasing, they're not releasing Fomance number seven, the Ugh issue. Which one? That was the one where they're flying over London and it's in ruins and... Now, wait a minute. They um, didn't put the London one in a book anywhere? Mm-mm. Nope. It's one to six in volume one and then eight to 12 in volume two. So the crater one, after the crater. Yep. It was after the crater. Yep, after the crater where she's like, we created an atomic bomb. Is that symbolism to our relationship? Yeah. And yeah, they didn't put yeah. that one in. Why hmm. That was supposed to be oh, yes. Let them dance another way after bombing something. <laughs> Let the little people rebuild London. Whatever. Yeah, and you know, London is like if you wondered what we keep talking about it. London is in ruins. We don't know what happened to it. Uh, people are like in. There's a paramedic there. There's smoke. There's, there's broken buildings. And Superman and Wonder Woman are holding hands and flying over the destroyed city, which is probably their fault. And um, and they're, they're thinking in in little thought squares. Oh, we're not right for each other. And then they're saying. Oh, it's been a while since we've seen each other. Yeah, since we let off that atomic bomb. Oh. And then Wonder was like, I'm God of War now, and I'm going to make peace by bringing about war all over the place. And he was like, oh, okay. All right. That's it. <laughs> and it, yeah, it literally just breaks into a, a dance scene, and he was like, you know, I don't know what's about to come, but at least we'll have the... And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, I noticed, <laughs> just noticed something on Convergent Booster Gold number one, which doesn't come out till April 29th. So midway oh, between Convergence. It, he's, his face is split. One side's blue, one side's red, right? Mm-hmm. One side has his flowing walk. The other side mm-hmm. has got a crew cut. Right, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, is it is it symbolic? Is there some meaning there? Maybe the Superman that's in post-convergence is not the real Superman. Oh, it better damn well be. I'm tired of not real Superman. Will the real guy please come show up? Will the real Superman please stand up? Please stand up. Maybe it's a post-apocalyptic type of Superman. And he, when they scrambled everything up, real Superman is lost in the timeline, and this dude, MMA fighter Superman, shows up. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so... Tejna had one of her ideas just put into my head. (laughs) There you go. Convergence Action Comics number one has... uh, Statue of Liberty versus the Soviet Union, Red Sun versus, um, you know, standard Superman. Then, on the second action comic convergence, it's got Wonder Woman fighting Supergirl. Like, I want to read that. So now they decided that Lois 
Lane and Wonder Woman catfight ain't happening, so they're going to have Power Girl and and Wonder Woman fight it out on the cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the original Golden Age um, Tell L and Lois and Kara, you know, the little happy family, and they're bringing this Red Sun angry world into them, like, no, why are you doing this? Leave poor Kal-El alone and his Lois, okay? Yeah, really. They have a little happy family. They adopted Kara, and they are all happy together. Leave them alone. Now, on the second Convergence Booster Gold, which comes out May 27th, you got Superman with red trunks with some guy behind him. I don't know who that's supposed to be. And Booster fighting him. And there's a couple other people in there, too. I don't know what that's about. Let me look. Let's see. Booster Gold. Starring heroes from Crisis on Infinite Earth, Booster Gold, Time Masters, is it possible that the combined might of these heroes can put an end to the Convergence battles? Okay. Written by Dan Jurgens. You know, it's going to be good. And it starts Booster Gold and Superman! Yeah, like the... Yeah, the... Like Dan Jurgen Superman, okay? Yes, 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 yes. I have no idea who this dude is. We've got nice hair. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, like, you know, did Booster and Clark go into a barber shop somewhere and they just, you know, zip, zip it off, buddy? <laughs> it's like I'm, the barber sneeze. It's like the barber sneeze. <laughs> He said, whoops. <laughs> okay, so next week we got, what? Say it again. Sorry. My memory Superman stopped. 39. Superman 39, Supergirl 40, uh, Batman Superman 20, Future's End 46, Batgirl 40 for me. Um, and Future's End will end with... 48 on April 1st. Yeah. Um, you will let us know what's happening with Batgirl, because that's kind of like, it's Barbara, yeah, but no. it's not Barbara, but it's kind of Barbara, you know. It's like, it's like Oracle downloaded herself into something, and then her consciousness is now in a Barbara God, and I don't know what is going on there, but I will definitely let you know what's going on with Batgirl. Oh, good, good. Um, okay, so I think that's going to be our show tonight. Is there anything else? Did we forget something? Uh, let me look at my notes. Greg uh, Peck didn't DC All Access. Oh, yeah. And they asked him, who would you like to write better, Lana or Lois? And he, I mean, the poor man, they put him on such a spot because I know. obviously he obviously can't say uh, Lois Lane, right? And then he's trying to sell Lana. Right. And he's like, well, you know, I had to write this. And I, what I really love is that he said Lois Lane was not available to me. Yeah. He's just putting it out there and he's saying, I would have used Lois Lane. 
but she's not available to me to use. When they let me and use so, her, I'll use her. And so, I mean, they let letting you use her bizarro lowest. Um, oh, it's not but lowest, not, but, but not real that. lowest. They can't use yeah. real lowest. And so he's like, he's trying to sell Lana Lang, but you can see he's not even convinced about Lana Lang. And it's like, I'm I'm just laughing because it's like he doesn't even believe in Lana Lang. So. Well, you know, and what's the guy's name that put him on the spot? Mm, Jason Owen. Yeah, Jason. It's like, okay, so who do you like better, right better, Lana or Lois? And it, Craig's looking at me like, really, guy? Really? You're going to ask me that? Because you know, I, I could get murdered on Twitter. You know, it's like. It, <laughs> so it's like, leave, no, leave I'm about, not doing that. Leave about getting murdered on, on, on Twitter. I think he would lose his job if he said, I like Lois Lane. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I was like, he's not going to be able to answer that. You know, and, uh, you can't, you know, especially if they got big plans for her. If she's their trump card, you don't want to, you know, it's poker. You don't want to, you know, show everybody your hand in your eyes before they actually <laughs> show them their hand. So, Yeah, you know. but poor Drake Pack, his face was priceless. Just go and watch that video. It's six yeah. minutes or something long. Just go and watch it for his face because... It was priceless when he was like, uh, 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 well, Lois wasn't available to me. And then he, like, pulls out the story, but he doesn't answer the question. Right. So, I mean, he's and, good at that. But. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, he can he can beat about the bush. Yeah. What's the key word he's been using lately? It's not fun. It's something else, isn't it? What is the now? Um, no, he's well, not using fun. He doesn't. I remember for a while says, back there, he'd say fun, and I just want to get, you know, shut up. Don't ever say that word again. Um, I know he's definitely um, using uh, what's it? Big plans. Big plans. He uses that a lot. Big plans. That's right. And um We'll be the judge of that. And I keep saying I keep tweeting him and, and, and he is like shh you know, he keeps like telling me shh you know and I keep saying, I don't want big plans. Uh, you know, I don't mind tiny plans as long as they're um plans that are going to solidify something else. Yeah. And he's like shh, shh I can't answer all these questions. You know, um and I just I just keep bugging him because I know he he you know from his reaction I can get whether it's good or bad and he'll be like Shh, no I can't answer this don't ask me that don't don't ask me that like it's always popping up in action no 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 and you know he'll like I said he can beat about the bush <laughs> right and yeah oh. Well, I guess we'll be back next week with some mm. what, another yep. four or five least comics. I really appreciate you showing up tonight, Tej. As always, you always have great insights and. Do do I have great insights? Me I just I just spew out answers. Whatever comes into my head is like. 
Yeah, but some people can't even do that. Sometimes it's better than what DC is giving us. Well, yeah. So but, no, I. It's always a pleasure for me to come on, mm-hmm. and I enjoy I enjoy getting my my thoughts out with you because you accept my insanity. So. Well, yeah, I like to hear what other people think. You know, um, so it's really kind of. In a way, it's kind of interesting and maybe even perhaps exciting to see in June, everything's changed. It's out Mm -hmm. launch. And it's like, whoa. You know? Yeah. You know, I wasn't expecting a big change at all. Right. And when I saw the costumes coming out first, you know, I saw Batman first. Right? I didn't. I thought it was Blue Beetle. No, I, I I saw Batman and I thought, is this the tick, right? Because yeah. because Scott Snyder tweeted it, right? Or right. he retweeted, or he retweeted Greg Capullo, and mm-hmm. and so that's how I saw it on on my iPad. I'm like, are they doing the tick? You know, what is this? And then I and then I you know blow the picture up and I'm like, oh oh what what is this? Then I saw Wonder Woman after that, and I checked up. I was like, what is going... Oh, so she's going back to gold now. Um, mm-hmm. That's you a know, good... I like her better in gold than I do silver. Um, I like her better in gold because traditionally on an American track, which she's supposed to be wearing, and uh, traditionally, according to Greek culture, gold is higher than... Um, yeah. Silver, right? In in yeah. any in any culture, you know. Right, in, right. In economics it's it's higher. Anyway. Yes. And right. so and she was traditionally supposed to be wrapped in the American colors. So yeah. gold is what's on top of the flag, you know, it's a golden eagle. Um and so for me, I've always associated her with gold and I'm just laughing at the animated people who have invested so much in this, and DC Comics is changing everything, right? that the animated people can't keep up with what DC is doing. And I'm just laughing at them now because they went out, they did this, they did Justice League 12, and now DC just sort of muddied that up for them. Right. And then I saw Superman, and I was like, did, when they said back to basics, did, are they going to action comics? What is happening? Didn't they say something like they were it's no holds barred or something like they're just really going to cut loose or whatever? Uh, yeah, Superman's not holding back. Blah 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 blah. Right, blah. right. And I was like, oh, they, if they if they let Superman loose and they allow the creators to create, they're going to make have a money making proposition right there, because they just really have been. You know, straight jacketing him since the beginning. Right. So. And that could symbolize the, you know, the first that he's punching his way out of it. He's breaking the shackle sort of thing. Right. Right. And so, but no, yeah, I laughed at poor Batman. Um, apparently, it's a new Batman that's coming in. So I don't know if it's going to be Bruce. In the like Ariel or, or whatever his name was, Azrael. Yeah, like Azrael or or like yeah. you know they had that John Paul dude. Yeah, yeah. And um, 
So I don't know if they're doing uh, that, if they're going that far with the new Batman, or if they're, you know, just putting Bruce in a suit. Maybe after Endgame, you know, Bruce gets when's injured the by the... Yeah. When's Endgame over? This month. This month, yeah. Um, they're going to start with Batgirl, and then it will leak. Oh, they started already with, with Detective Comics. Mm-hmm. But Batgirl is going to be more important towards Endgame. Okay. And uh, so, I'll, so that's why I'm going to read that next week. Mm-hmm. And um, and then it's going to go into Batman. Okay. So we'll see what's happening there. So this, you know, this, doesn't, this doesn't necessarily mean it's Bruce, huh? It it could be Bruce. He, um, I'm thinking he either gets injured in Endgame. Okay. And and they're doing like you know when they brought John Paul right. Valley, right. I think his name was. When he broke his back. Yeah. Because he broke his back, so he brings in someone to take his place because he can't give it to Dick Grayson. Right. You know, Dick Grayson's dead. Um, he's a spy Supposedly. now. Yeah. Supposedly. So. When are they gonna bring Nightwing back? Oh, yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm tired of, of 007 Grayson now. Yeah. There's like so many ways you can save a comic by showing his butt and making girls do Yeah, you jokes. know, as much as I love me some, what is it? All about dick, yes. Hash, yeah. let, me, let me put that hashtag. <laughs> hope all nobody reads my... <laughs> hope no, it, hope, it's all about dick. It's all about dick. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I'm a big Nightwing fan um, because I think it really frees the character up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. because he was under Batman's shadow as Robin, yeah. right? Right. And so, and so Nightwing freed him. He's not under that shadow anymore. And that's why I believe Oracle was better for, for Barbara because it did the same thing for her. She's not Batgirl right. anymore. Well, and the dichotomy was you had the acrobatic Nightwing in love with the paralyzed Oracle. Exactly. But that made it it's so not, much better. I mean, it's, it's like, you of, know... It's sort of like, uh, you know, Superman and Lois Lane. You know, you have right. the, the godlike Superman who can do anything with mere mortal Lois Lane. Right. And I don't understand why people wouldn't want to read about that. Wouldn't want to read about Nightwing, you know, when when Oracle says, I can reach stuff on my own, you know, when they move in, and, you know, she's like, I can reach the oregano. I have this, like, claw thing to grab my spice bottle from the, the shelf. And he's like, right. no, 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 I can, I can flip up and get it. And, she, and then he just pulls spices all over the kitchen. <laughs> you know, it's, it's showing she's more capable than him. Right. Because he tried to do a somersault in the kitchen. No, Dick. No. And Stop it. <laughs> but, and, I mean, it, it shows that he really, truly loves her. You know? Exactly. Guys, the people that say, well, she's paralyzed. Why would he ever want her? You know, they can't have a real relationship. It's bull crap. They have a relationship, and he really, truly loves her. She really, truly loves him. Then that also brings the conflict in. You know, she's like, you know... Well, you know, we're going to have to make certain 
accommodations, you know, and and you know, are, and that's like, are you ready to do that? And then he has to think about, you know, how he feels about it and how she feels about it and all that kind. Of, and that that's a great story. That's there's conflict there. There's also shows how strong a heart he has and how much when he loves, he truly loves. He doesn't, you know, worry about, you know, crap. And mm-hmm. she obviously loves him and. They have a history, and, you know, this, basically, I like romance stories that where they kind of have a history, or they build a history, um, but I don't like one-night stands. Okay? There's no right. story there. Right. There's and no story there. And that's why we like Superman and Lois Lane right. over right. Superman and Wonder Woman. Because Superman and Wonder Woman is the one night stand. Yeah. You know it's not going to last. And whereas Superman and Lois Lane, they have, you know, we all uh, there's always this thing that's that's posted with them. It's um, partners, best friends, soulmates, because that's right. the steps of their partners, best friends, you know, lovers, soulmates. That's how their relationship progresses. Because they develop a history with each other. You know, if not, I'm lonely. Let's make out. It's caring about one another. It's about being friends first. It's about being partners in in your in your field, and then developing a friendship with someone. Not really knowing if you want to take this friendship to the next level, and then bam, wham, love hits you, and you know. That's what Lois and and that's what Smallville did. Brilliantly, they spent way too many seasons, but they developed their core friendship. Right. You know, it it first started out with with you know the 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 um sort of snarky snide one-liners coming at each other sort of thing, and then it developed into more. Then comforting each other when. They really needed somebody and being there for each other. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's what we don't get in the foment. And that's why we call it a foment. It's because we knew initially it was a gimmick. We knew it was a gimmick. Come on. What do you think we are? It was a horrible stunt. It's like jumping out of a plane without a parachute. Yeah, and you know, generally, I hope he what he said rings true in the comics that we're not getting his way because his way is supers with supers, and that doesn't yeah. make sense. Right. It doesn't make sense. It's never made sense for DC characters. Mhm. Okay. Take for instance, Nightwing and Oracle. He's a super. She, yeah, she's got a code name, but physically, they're complete opposites. He's their acrobatic, right. she's paraplegic. Lois and Clark, he's got superpowers, she's just a human. Okay? I mean, he, yeah, it's nice to have people of the same kind together, but it does, that shouldn't be the mold. It should never be the cross the board mold. I mean, that's when things get boring. And you know, that's you know, the whole dark and grit thing. 
No, that should never be across the board. And we try to tell him that. The reason that we love Superman is because he's the light. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's his, you know, his struggle for a full life not being reduced to a battling alien. So let's right. hope they don't fiddly fart around again this summer and screw things up and we have to wait another year, year and a half, two years, whatever. Yeah, no, I I would suggest for DC Comics, you know, come out with a bang in the four months in June, July. No, end Just it now. End it. <laughs> end it before convergence. No, I'm serious. End it in 17, because in June, I don't think it's happening. Because we don't know what time period that is at all. We don't know what they've experienced and why they've changed. True. But that's why I say come out in June where it's ended. Or, or yeah, or it never existed. Yeah, it's... It, or, or it never existed. Um, I'm going for that. <laughs> we, we, I don't think we're that lucky. And and to no, be truthfully, to be truthfully honest, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind keeping it in history so that they don't repeat it. Yeah. Like what John Byrne did, where he, you know, he did that whole thing of them kissing and stuff, and the man had that dream about one woman, but then they mm-hmm. realized that that they are better suited as friends. Right. Right, but John Byrne did it in, like, two comics. That's taking 20 comics to it. Right. And so I would rather them keep it in history so that they don't make the fa- same mistake twice. Yeah. And well, so that's... And it's not really so, a relationship. It's, you know, it's eighth graders, you know, fighting. Right, right, but but I would rather keep it in there so that Superman can move on to better things, a.k.a. Yeah. Lois Lane. Amen, amen. So okay, I don't so mind. I don't mind right. if it's kept in history. Yeah, you only put up the same panels over and over and over again. And, you know, put total failure over it. That's what I'd do. Okay, so I think that's going to be our show. And mm-hmm. uh, thank Tej. Thank you, Tej. Thank you, Holly. And we'll be back next week to to review more comics. Everybody have a great week. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I can get to stop recording thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Try that again. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.